We are the ultimate bad review. Roll camera. Camera rolling. Roll sound. South speed. You look in the camera and Runa take, you're dead. Marcus! Action! You know Quentin Tarantino? I love his movies. I fucking hate Forrest Gump. There's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Take back the screen! The Directors Guild of America will bring down its swift sword of justice on you rank amateurs. The enormity of their stupidity is just overwhelming. So you had to go, you were at Word of Life, and the dudes that did God's Not Dead were, like, came, and you had to, like, get, like, a DVD from them? What the fuck? Uh, so, not God's Not Dead, but close. October Baby. October Baby. Very close similar. Same, <laughs> same genre. Shit. Yeah, they were, uh, they were there because they were part of the tech team years ago, right. and uh, right. I was part of the tech team, and they wanted to, like, gather the young kids around and teach them everything they they know and they basically like just had us worship them for like 20 minutes yikes and and just talk about how cool they are and how much we love their movies and then he gave us a signed copy of october baby at the end that we had to share as the team and it was a dvd not even a (laughs) blu-ray this is like not that long ago there is definitely blu-ray he gave us a dvd uh and uh, I actually ended up stealing that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but they gave it to you for free. What do you mean? This? I mean, I mean, he they gave it to the team. It was for everyone. But wait, like, so wait, so the whole team got like and one, copy and one copy. How cheap can you be to, to, <laughs> to almost like to display it? They wanted us to like make a shrine to the the God ones that came it. before type thing. And Why do they always? Have I ended up just stealing it. Uh, yeah, no, I would I just because I, I wanted to watch it and. Just open it up. <laughs> Annoying. Well, Thinking of how much like that movie like costs now on DVD, you could get October Baby brand new, sealed, thirteen fifty eight. Thirteen fifty. So they thought of you, you and your team as <laughs> altogether worth less than fourteen dollars. Well, I think they may have thought their signature was like priceless. No, because they literally signed it. Yeah, it's no. It's yeah. You're exactly right. I don't no. get. I think I even have it. Like somewhere like it's probably in a box packed away somewhere but i i used to have it i do not get faith-based filmmakers that like i get like i get the idea yeah. of making faith-based films there's an audience right. for it you do what you got to do to cater to that audience right but you at, at the end of the day need to know who you are yeah. and the kind of movie you're making and the like people that you have watching your movies like your signature isn't going to be worth Anything? You're there right. are Pokemon cards worth more than your damn signature, yeah, man. Come I on. Mean, pretty much. I mean, and like, not even trying to throw too much shade. It's just more like you're just you're creating movies for such a niche, you know? Yeah. And market. I mean, even when they so like when they they started with like October Baby. Yeah. And that movie is like very Christian. Yeah. But it's more about abortion than it is like Christianity, and it has its it goes its dark places for sure but now they're making movies like jesus revolution or something like that and, <laughs> yeah and i'm trying to see like if it's that. the same guy because it's john and john and er- andrew Irwin yep. that did october baby i'm trying yeah. to see if they're the guys the that did Irwin jesus brother. revolution they did i still believe yeah which was ridiculous i uh, still believe uh, they did i can only imagine i can only imagine um, they did woodlawn Bro. Okay, so it doesn't look like they did. Oh no, they did. They did New Jesus Revolution. Yeah. Oh my God. For real. We yeah. had to do. I had to go to a meeting at work. 
Okay? We had... At the school that I work at, there's a convocation that you have to, that like everybody <laughs> has to go to, to like it? three yeah. times a week. Yes. When we worked at that school, we had to go every Wednesday at like 11 or some shit. <laughs> you had to go three times now? No, no, no. Remember when we worked there, like oh, we only okay. went the one day a week? Yes, yes. So in my department, since I have moved to this department, which has been like almost three years now, it is every Friday. And when the people from Jesus Revolution came, they fucked that all up. And they were like, nope, nope, sorry, there is no Friday convocation for the department now. You need to go to the one for the Jesus Revolution. And we all had to sit through the Jesus Revolution convocation, which was like an hour long of just these dudes sucking each other's dicks so fucking hard. Wait, were the Irwin brothers there? Yeah, just being like, we're going to change the face of cinema in our leather jackets and orange beanies. Go! Fuck yourself, yeah. dude. The claim to fame of that movie is that they got the guy who played Frasier. They got Kelsey Grammer to play a shitty pastor. The Which fuck? And they always me. do that. They always get like an old, washed-up actor. Yeah. To come, like Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Uh, oh my god, what was it? I think they got Randy Travis yeah. for I Still Believe. And Bro. it's like, man, I like I like some of Randy Travis's music. Why are you going to be in this awful <laughs> fucking movie? But they did the same thing. Not making money elsewhere. Because when they, I, they did the same thing when I Still Believe came out because they had them and Jeremy Camp came yeah, and yeah, did a combo. Yeah. And it was so fucking awful to watch because he's like got he's like got this wife he's got his wife with him and the whole combo was just him being like yeah but I had this other wife who I loved infinitely more. She's dead now. And it was just like, like holy shit. What? This woman looks so tortured and miserable just sitting there like yeah that's my husband. He kind of loves me I guess. <laughs> Dude, it's just at every concert oh. he talks about his dead fucking wife. Talks body. about his dead fucking and wife. Jeremy Camp is such a prick. He is! Yeah, he came to Word of Life and his... I remember he had this writer that was, like, ridiculous, that had, like, the most, like, weird shit that we had to, like, go and find. And then he comes and he does not come out of his dressing room He until he needs a sound check. And he is a dick to the sound check people while he's on there you're a singer and, songwriter and what then, do you have to check and then as soon as it's music. done he leaves <laughs> oh my he, he's God. gone you don't see him anymore such a stupid asshole <laughs> yeah yeah dude like fuck that guy i yeah so i i the whole movie and he's like he, i think he does steroids like he is like weirdly jacked oh, yeah he's oddly jacked oh no. yeah. for a guy that plays like a, for a guy who just plays a guitar poorly yeah dude is shredded right oh yeah. my god it's just like skillet like every, every single one of those fucking bands dude they're all the yeah. same all of those christian like contemporary christian bands really like yeah. they went off the deep end that's what made christian metalcore great was that those dudes were all like were so chill and cool and then yeah. when you're like christianity kind of sucks they were like you're right we're not Christian anymore. And then we just started <laughs> making left. even better music. I was like, this is so great. This is so genius. I really wish that Kanye West would would do take the that same. advice. Yeah. <laughs> no, Exit this, this horrible era of your life, Kanye. He's, yeah. he's almost doing it in reverse. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> did you guys have a moment of panic during the Super Bowl? when Rihanna was playing and all yeah. of the lights came on. I'm like, he's he's somewhere in this crowd. Like, he's about to pop up. He's going to make some kind of insane appearance and there's going to be a real confliction in me where I'm like, 
oh no you yeah. can't be here but at the same time like oh my god I can listen to all of the lights again <laughs> yeah, exactly. and not feel like a piece of shit because oh it just came on yeah right without yeah. me knowing it would I mean, come and we, on and we all started rapping the lyrics as soon as like her part ended <laughs> of we course like, like oh here it comes here comes this first I literally thought he was gonna walk out but yeah no 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 he didn't I'm like I mean Honestly, don't know where he's at. It's probably for the better. He's just he's just taking yeah. you know a hiatus for yeah. I don't know how long. Yes, he's just you know laying on the DL. Like I get that. That's so. totally fine. No one's no one's judging you. If you want, if you well, need to lay I, on the DL, please please do. Yeah. Stop talking. Yeah, That's exactly. all you need to do right now. Just, just don't stop speak. Communicate for like a couple of years. Jesus. Just stop talking. That's just all you got to no do more, right no now. No more for right now. And I say this to you, Kanye West. I also also say this to you, the guys who are making these horrible faith based movies. Stop it. You don't need to do this. Because you're right, it is such a niche it's such a niche market because the the idea is it's like, well, this will be marketed to all Christians, and it's like one, already like not a big margin. Two, at least two thirds of that margin are not gonna vibe are not gonna vibe with this. Because people that like that say they're Christian that like identify as Christian, I guess, probably aren't like the level of Christian you have to be to only watch faith based movies. Like you wow. have to be a specific level of Christian to be like, Believer. I can't wait to see I Still Believe. I can't wait to see God's Not I Dead 3. I though. I feel like even now, like, youth groups are going. So they're taking, like, 30 well, kids at It's at an a, easy yeah. cop-out for the churches to yeah. do. Yeah. We know? had to do that. when I like yeah. we went and, My church took us all to see, what was it, uh, Fireproof. We all had to go see Fireproof and Courageous. And Courageous. Yeah. Both I had horrible courageous. movies. Very bad. I will say my church did also take us to go see Chronicles of Narnia, and that movie's sick. My youth group took us to see that and The Passion of the Christ. Oh, <laughs> God, holy oh shit. man. You know what it's like being 14 years old, and your <laughs> first the- R-rated movie theater experience is The Passion of the Christ? Oh, no. It was crazy, because like, I'm in this theater with, with all my friends, and everyone is like heavily sobbing like yeah. uncontrollable crying and i am a christian at this point and even i'm kind of like this sort of feels like <laughs> mel gibson's just kind of torturing this jewish guy for like three hours <laughs> yeah it's kind of true yeah <laughs> and it's i don't know it's a it's a it's a good movie it's i'd be interested a, to watch it again like just that should be a shot film. to chase yeah like Bro, that'd be a good one. Oh my god <laughs> What like I mean, like doing I'm, I'm, doing like I'm a heavily, Christian movie with the chase like the chaser or something like that like doing fireproof or courageous like the, <laughs> the faith based episode we don't curse yeah. we don't do anything God, holy <laughs> shit. Just, uh, yeah Anna literally just came to me and was like broke the news that apparently the menu might be a faith based movie in a way in a weird way it might be based off of the uh, creation myth in in Genesis the menu. The yeah, menu. The menu, I swear. She she Anya Taylor Joy, Ralph Fiennes, Nicholas Holt. I was like John that's Leguizamo. insane. That's insane. If it if it's true, I don't know. Like she she literally brought it up and I was like that would be insane. So I mean, like I don't know, some movies are kind of faith-based without them being in your face. Darren Aronofsky does it really well. I think yeah. Probably, I don't have a problem with faith-based Move, like movies when like that when it's like an undertone yeah. in the movie yeah. right. I saw a lot of like it, it just needs to be done well it just needs to be done well yeah. but I'm, I'm actually very yeah. intrigued to do maybe we do like a Darren Aronofsky movie and then we'll yeah. do like something stupid like courageous or like <laughs> the on the mother and the passion of the Christ yeah. bro whoa 
That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, we Which could, was, we could I don't know, those are pretty hefty shots altogether. I mean, <laughs> I like Mother more than, than, than Infinitely. I, yeah, I, but I don't know. I feel like maybe I would love Passion of the Christ. Have you ever seen it? Passion? I have. Then why would you love... Because I, when Passion last time I saw it, I like... It was like a very powerful... I was still a Christian, and, and I was like, this that. is such a, a beautiful movie. And it, it, it like drove me to tears because someone would die for me type thing. Like, I believe I this that. shit. Like, this is, this is more of a... What? Like a biography. Like a... Yeah, biography on someone who actually existed. And all of yeah. it felt very real. I get that. I mean, more offensive, from but. from what I remember, the the Passion of the Christ just didn't say a whole lot in terms of what it was about. Yeah, even it's, though it's showing you obviously what yeah. it's about, it's, it's really just the, really the telling you the any, like, torturing of Christ, principles. and in the end of the movie, the end of the movie, like with Satan being defeated, like that's that's like the best part of the movie. Because all the torturing has finally stopped, and you're yeah. like, "Oh my god, finally!" Doesn't even show the resurrection. No, like, like the movie just, just ends with, with his death, See, and, and that's why. Because like, I, last time I watched it, I was very analytical of it, and and anything that was like theologically wrong, uh, I was more looking at the details of the movie and like, yeah. like oh, you know, what kind of whip did he use? I wasn't even like, <laughs> I I didn't like take it all in like right. I, I i bet it would be a better movie now. it's it's definitely more of like a scare you into believing in jesus kind of movie yeah like it's a, it's it's kind of propaganda ish but the, i would i would be down to watch it again it's been a it's been a hot minute i remember not crying because i'd already seen like the saw i started watching like the saw movies by this point in my life so like people are just like this is super bloody yeah. and i'm like my brother in christ you have no idea. <laughs> yeah, seriously. This is not. Like, this is not that bloody movies, of a movie. It's just not really. Yeah. Like I, I remember thinking it wasn't religious enough. And, really. Which is like weird because I remember thinking it was like too Catholic. <laughs> and and now I feel like that's, I'm gonna be like, oh man, that too. is too Christian. <laughs> yeah. So damn you guys. I, I felt the same way whenever I watched it. I was like, so, this movie doesn't say enough. It's gonna be good. Yeah, we should definitely do it. I'm down. I would not say no to having to rewatch The Passion of the Christ and doing a, a fun zany little review of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how shit. this happened. Yeah, I was we, just we were really just here dumb. knocking faith based movies one minute, and now we're like, we should sit down and rewatch The Passion of the Christ <laughs> with a Darren Aronofsky movie. Yes, I remember like watching all those like like the remember when they started doing like Christian fiction books and turning them into movies. Yeah. Were you guys ever big like Ted Decker fans or Frank Peretti? I know I have a lot of friends who are <laughs> Ted Decker fans. I used to love Ted Decker, and they started putting making his books into movies, and they were yeah. all awful. Yeah, Terrible. like low budget. And yeah, like, yeah, just not good. I don't understand. Like you have the if you're a New York Times bestseller, where the fuck yeah. is your money? <laughs> Seriously, get your bag and make a better movie. And. Yeah, like I, I feel like yeah, most fans, like I, every fan I've talked to about Ted Decker hates the movies. Yeah, there, there's one. Molly wants us to review one of them, um, and it's called House, okay. and she wants us to do that with House, the Criterion movie. <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> say, is it that movie? It's, I'm like, but it's not. It's not. No, okay. it's two drastically different movies. <laughs> I was like, like I know one movie called House. <laughs> that movie's great. This one, the I've Ted Decker Frank Peretti so. one, bad, <laughs> really oh. bad. But they play an Amberlynn song like right in the beginning of it, and I remember being like hooked for a second. I was like, "Oh shit, 
my favorite Amberlin song in one of my favorite <laughs> movie books things because I love the book. And then it was terrible. <laughs> it was the yeah, best you part should of totally the movie. do that. I'd be down. Yeah, house and house. Mm. Yeah. But speaking of movies that have nothing to do with religious propaganda, <laughs> but one does have something to do with low budget. Uh, welcome to the Shot and the Chaser. <laughs> A podcast where we finally let Matt do a David Lynch movie, yeah. and we get Matt to finally watch and John Waters movie. Yep, yep. Not that I had anything against it, I just it's just my first John Waters movie. Yeah, no, not nothing at all. Yeah. Uh, so for our shot this week, we are going into uh, Lynch's Mulholland Drive, a Hang jigsaw on. puzzle of a movie, and then yes. we are going into a movie that I think I might need to bump up to like my top ten favorite movies of all time. Oh, it's so uh, good. Cecil B. Demented. <laughs> A movie so about taking back the screen. You may also notice, uh, if you feel so inclined to watch it, you'll notice that our podcast intro is essentially nothing but quotes from this movie. <laughs> so be demented, seriously. I really didn't think about it until I watched Literally. it again. I was like, oh my god, I don't think a single line from this is not from this movie. But it works. It's exactly <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> I loved it. I'm Nick. I'm Matt. And I'm Joey. Hell yeah. What you guys been watching this week? Oh man, this week... I watched um, Puss in Boots. You watched Puss in Boots? In the yeah. last week. Oh my god, how was it? Bro, I think that it lived up to the oh, to the hype. Get so good. Get incredible. I would I would rewatch it. Yeah, no easily. Shit. I would rewatch it. Yeah, easily. I, I I'm glad that, I got to see it in theaters. Yeah, dude, the the villain <laughs> was the villain was fun. It's Florence Pugh, isn't she? Well, actually it has three or four villains which yeah is, but there's like a crazy. main villain that's like so cool is it the yeah. wolf yes yeah, wolf i've heard character. a lot of people say the wolf is like a badass character yeah. cool man yeah like i mean it was but it was, florence pugh is great and florence pugh is funny she Damn. might be the most funny in the in the whole movie okay she also has a cool like character yeah it like kind of like change of heart by the end which is fun she so. well I, I mean she plays goldilocks yeah w- and with the three bears a um, word okay yeah, i i feel like you will love it i'm, I'm excited I, and, it's worth it. and it's like a simple story and the art is like so good. what if yeah, i don't cool. like any of the puss in boots movies beforehand this is i'm telling I you it's another them. level what it's if the I th- best movie in the shrek it doesn't belong what if, the I think, one out. what if i think shrek is an overrated franchise y- this one will feel like very odd yeah fa- fairly fresh i'd, okay. I'd say it, it 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 can stand on its own but yeah. you might not like the ending even though frank like shrek doesn't have a cameo at yeah. all at all but it's just they are going to make another one and it does kind of reference where they're going after. Okay. So, so you might be like, oh man, but yeah. Is this a, is this a shot in the chaser be. podcast recommendation? People should watch Puss in Boots. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think mean, you'll first, be shocked. Yeah. I was, I was a little thankful that I got to watch. I mean, we, we were going to watch it anyway because it's, it's on the, the nominations the list Oscar, for the yeah. Oscars. So we just had time. It was in theaters. We're like, let's do it. I do need to see it. Like, I do, I do want to see it. Not just because it's on my Oscar nomination, all the Oscar nominations, but I've not heard a single bad thing about yeah. this movie. And Everybody oh. has said it's incredible. And I didn't trust anyone. That yeah. thought it was good. Like I, I was so sure that it was like, okay, every everyone loves kids movies that get a little meta. And <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, this could suck. It's yeah, a it Shrek could've. movie. It's Puss yeah. in Boots. It could be really lame. Yeah. And it. It was so much better than I expect. Okay. All right. I will. I will make time to see that this yeah. week. What did you? What did you watch? We so never watched a um, Daniel Day Lewis movie in my life. Get out of here! I've always known he's a great actor, and we finally we threw on There Will Be Blood. Great we actually, movie. And then PTA. The, the very next day we did Phantom Thread. Oh, 
So I got. I, I'm kind Fuck of throwing two you for out. Not calling me. <laughs> Fuck it both of you. Amazing. I love both those movies. I can't believe that there's a, a human being that can do the roles that Daniel Day Lewis did. Uh, no, he's incredible. And he's and to, to be able to do both of them, mm-hmm. it's it's amazing. He's so good. PTA. I literally was saying this. I was like. PTA might be the greatest director of all time. I agree. I think that he's like, he is spectacular. He knows how to like capture so such as very like whenever he makes a movie, like you feel like you're in that like time frame. Yeah. Like oh, Licorice yeah. Pizza, like objective like when Licorice yeah. Pizza came out, people said like nothing really happens in that movie. And I'm like, you're right, but it feels like I'm there. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the San Fernando Valley in the seventies yeah. and it's so fucking cool. I love that movie. So cool, yeah. I love all of his movies. I think I I need to go back and rewatch Punch Drunk Love. I've only seen that one once, but Ooh, that's my favorite I really, one. I really enjoyed that one too. It yeah. was like that was the first serious Adam Sandler movie I had ever seen. I was like twelve years old and just yeah. like I cool feel movie. a very specific way See, right now. <laughs> I cool I watched movie. it after Uncut Gems and I was like, oh, so he's been doing this. Yeah, he just nobody ever talks about his serious movies. He has yeah. a handful of them and yeah. they're all great. I don't I like. Dude, Sadfi Brothers are coming out with another one. With, with him? Adam. Yeah, I know. With I'm so excited. It. Dude. So oh excited. Man, I'm jealous. You guys watched what sounds like great movies this week. <laughs> what did you end up watching? Yeah, Not good? Watch? Oh, I fucking watched Wakanda forever. Oh, yes, you did. I, uh, I know. Man, you guys are looking think? forward to this. Uh, what sorry. did I fucking think? Of Wakanda forever. I think I said <laughs> I think I said this on an earlier episode of the show, but I'll say it again. Wakanda this, Wakanda that, Wakanda person you gotta be to nominate this for a fucking Oscar. Seriously, dude. Angela Bassett is a phenomenal actress. She sucks ass in this movie. (laughs) She is so bad in this whole fucking movie. And the one, like, it's all, like, sort of leading up to, like, her big speech that she gives, which is not a good speech in any way, shape, or form. She's just, she's just sort of shooting off words, and she's saying them, like, in long, drawn-out ways, and I'm like, no one talks like that. No one in the history of the universe has ever spoken to another person like that. So that was super fucking weird. And what, she, like, dies? She also dies, like, like, pretty quickly, like, like, an hour and a half into this god, so long movie. Almost almost three-hour movie. An hour and a half into it, she fucking dies. And then... Man, I'm so fucking mad about this movie still. It's like, she dies, and then the guy who kills her, who also, like, totally... You have Black Panther 1, when you have a villain like Killmonger, which is a, one, badass name for a villain, two, Michael B. Jordan, three, just an all-in-all, like, good villain that is cool as shit, and you love from start to finish. This dude showed up... With his with the with the the ankle wing thing, and I was like, I can't take you seriously, no. man. You like fucking all those Greek paintings of Hermes, yeah. dude. What the fuck? And then he kills Angela Bassett, and at the end of the movie, the daughter of Angela Bassett's like, I forgive you, yeah, and it's like, like we're cool now. Yeah, and and I see arguments online where people are like, well, yeah, the whole their whole entire army of the fucking blue people from Avatar <laughs> would have would have wiped out the Wakandans, and it's like they literally die in heat. Yeah. All you have to do, if you could transport one guy to the fucking desert, it would not be hard to transport this, like, a clearly tiny civilization into a fucking yeah. desert and wait 20 minutes. Seriously. Would have taken no time whatsoever. Like, Wakanda definitely has the tech to, like, do something like that. Mm-hmm. There's no mm-hmm. way. So, it's not only that. The, the movie 
starts off with the death of of Black Panther, which is like, yeah, of course, there, there's no way you could get around that. Like, of course, you lost Chadwick Boseman. There has to be yeah. some kind of some kind of, you know, uh, dedication, which I thought was done very tastefully. I thought it was done really well. Didn't get emotional. Don't know what that was all about with everybody. Um, but it then the tries to get you to feel it tries to get you feel like super sad they even do like all the slow motion like flashbacks of the of the first movie and it's like look at Chadwick Boseman it's like yeah I know he's he's dead that's uh it's awful yeah that's sad yeah I get it that's sad but I mean I mean I my thing is this too and I understand that he was a very popular uh you know superhero that's awesome yeah I, I love stuff like that but that doesn't necessarily credit a, a creative decision like this. Like, oh, yeah, let's no. make an entire movie in reflection of this person who passed away, who only made one movie in our god-awful, gigantic <laughs> franchise. <laughs> hey, it's pal. Not, it's, not like, it's not like he made seven. Hey, pal, he's in, like, three others on top of his own. Well, that's yeah. his own movie. Like, yeah. I'm saying, like, I would understand if we had a funeral movie for someone like Robert Downey. Because he's in like three of his own movies, and he's in like seven or eight. He's of in the every other single ones. other Marvel movie. Which like he finally died. We didn't get anything like that. And I'm like, I'm not even a Marvel head. I don't give a fuck about what who yeah. they honor, who they dishonor. I don't give two fucks. Like I seriously don't care. Yeah. But, um, like, I just didn't think it was warranted. Like I, no. and I, I mean, I understand why the culture wants a movie like that. I don't understand why the studio necessarily went with this decision. And I feel like it's kind of gimmicky. It's a cash like it's grab. Just it felt dumb. like a, it felt like a yeah. movie that like wanted me to feel guilty for not liking it. Like, oh, you bro, don't you don't appreciate this? Bro. You hate Chadwick Boseman? Yep. I'm like, no, I don't. I love Chadwick Boseman, which is why I fucking hate this movie. Like, yeah, it's like it felt. This very... is a three hour movie, and the Black Panther is in it for fifteen minutes. The yeah. other two and a half hours are just people being like, I sure wish, Ch- I sure miss Chadwick Boseman. Yes. Yep. I sure hate these these Avatar people so much. I sure hate. This college student, and I yeah. so fucking hate. Rihanna had the best Super Bowl halftime show I've ever seen. That song that she yeah. did for Wakanda mm. Forever, Sucks. useless, it's fucking so... terrible. Yeah. You can't go from Kendrick Lamar's banger after banger after banger after banger to Rihanna just saying "Lift Me Up" over and over and over yeah. again for a movie that sucks ass. Yeah, no. And then it just abruptly ends. And I didn't. E- I did the same. I didn't even watch the post credits. I'm like, I don't same. give a shit. This movie's so fucking long. Yeah, I walked out. People were like laughing at me, and I was like. I don't get. I don't give a fuck, guys. Yeah, you think you think I care about you laughing at me? Like, right. Yeah. I'm leaving before you guys. I get to go home and do the literally theater. anything that I yeah. fucking want, and yeah. not have to be plagued by this fucking disease also, of a movie. I'm just. I'm. I'm over people being like, "Oh, I'm gonna wait in the theater to watch the fucking after credit scene." When you could look it up in YouTube before the credits are over, before the movie's like and even watch out. it, <laughs> <Yeah>. like. <laughs> It's just, it's stupid. Like, like the whole thing is just kind of toppled over itself. It used to be an interesting concept when it didn't get posted on YouTube so quickly. Yeah. yeah. Star Wars does the same shit. They're like, Beast, like, tune in for this special trailer. And it's like, while you're at a con or something. Yeah. But you can look it up while you're at the con and watch it before they premiere it yep. on YouTube. It's like, yep. the fuck? Why would you tell me to wait if it's, I don't even know. I'm it's super stoked. Stupid. I'm super stoked that I don't ever have to watch that movie again. No, thank <laughs> Angela Bassett is, does not deserve that award. The, that movie deserves no awards. Like, they're like costume design. I'm like, nothing looked good. No, Nobody no. looked good like, in that movie. Once again, I think it's just a gimmick thing. It's because it's based off of 
real cultures. They want them yeah, to get is, the recognition, yeah. which I understand. Which is fine, but like, give them the like, recognition for like their culture, not for this dog shit movie. Bro, that's made by Kevin. Like, maybe a guy named the Kevin. Movie, <laughs> the movie's getting the recognition. Yeah, the yeah, culture's not, not getting like, the recognition. You want it to get the recognition. It's not gonna get that recognition. No, no. Kevin, got a guy named Kevin is gonna get the recognition. Yeah, Kevin Feige. Feige, Feige, whatever the hell his name. Yeah, fuck whatever, you, Kevin. Whatever Feige. it fucking fuck is. Dumbass. Kevin. Fuck Kevin. If you do pronounce his name as Feige, I'm calling him Feige. Like, Feige, I mean, I've been calling him this whole time. I've never heard him say his own name, and at this point, I'm too scared to I find out. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it, yeah. yeah. Bro, I just, like, I never hear God his name damn. again. Now, he, like, some people in that Marvel circle have brought us some good movies, so I don't want to shit on everybody, and I'm not even saying specifically Marvel movies. It's been specifically we're talking everything, everywhere, all at once with the Russo brothers backing that, that project. So sometimes... Sometimes I feel like they just like fronted the money to yeah. Create a well, but but sometimes you do get good movies because of that massive shit pile that yeah, makes sure. a, the most money. Yeah. So you know, got to do what you got to do. I guess whatever. Not but, good. Uh, no, terrible movie. I'm very now glad. Now you have to watch Way of Water, and I'm very interested. Oh. Because I know. Dude, I was I was dreading it too. You oh. were dreading it too. Ahead of you. I know. I it's fucking so fucking know. long. I'm I know. Sorry. It's so fucking long. I like, like, dude, you're going to be watching it, you're going to be like, why is this movie still going on? Dude it, dude, it literally does the same thing twice in one movie. No, it does not. It does the same fucking thing twice in one movie. Yes, yes it does the same fucking problem twice. It's not It's not, not even different. God, I hate... It's the same predicament. Just I hate okay, this. Two times in a row. It's not that bad. It's actually pretty good. I don't know, Matt seemed pretty heated just now. Matt know, takes a but, lot for Matt to get but heated. But, like, give him, a, like, tomorrow he'll be like, yeah, it wasn't bad. Listen, <laughs> you gave two. it like a three and a half. I think you I, maybe. I said Avatar three, three, Avatar two, three yeah. and a half on a good day for sure, yeah. for sure. The max I would give it is three and a half. The lowest I'd probably give hey, it I is probably it, like man. three, just because it's like. I don't I know. I think you might like it, Nick. Would I actually? I think there's no chance that you like it. I fucking hated the first Avatar. <laughs> also, bro, bro. But I think it? you'll when say you it's better it, than the first. You have got to tell me how many times you notice the frame rate dropping, <laughs> bro, bro. It goes from like cinematic experience to PS5 in-game footage. I swear to God, I'm and, so like, and, and everybody mm. wants to, to me to act like I'm lying or I'm being rude to it. That's the way it looked. In the fucking Regal Theater. Here's what I'm going like, to do. I don't know what to in tell 3D. you. Here's what I'm going to do. In fucking 3D. Yeah. It's not in 3D. It's the, the course, only way to watch it. That's the only way Nick, to watch it. They won't, they the won't show it any other way. Okay, first of all, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to steal it like an adult. <laughs> yeah. Two, I'm going to watch it on my PC that runs at 165 hertz per second, and it's oh, going right. to look fucking crystal clear as hell. And I'm going to watch it and I be know, like, bro. wow, this looks like I'm playing the game on Steam. <laughs> and then I'm going bro. to be mad that I had to sit through it. And it's like bro, three hours long. I literally it's can't so wait for you to watch it. I don't even know if you can attest to this. The moment anybody moves faster than like this, you know, and I'm going kind yeah. of slow motion audience. The moment they're like reloading a gun or like it running really fine. fast, it looks so bad. Okay. It looks it so looks fine. <laughs> no, no, no. You're like, an like, avatar it, head. You it don't looks fine. It looks fine. I'll give it that. If you want to watch a PS5 game, that's just all I'm saying. Which, like, that's where we're at, entertainment wise, guys. That's where we're at. Like, that's what movies <laughs> are now. Like, just PS5 games. Go play God of War instead. It's a better experience, and it's way fucking long. And that's 40 hours long. I would rather play the 40 hour game than sit through the three hour movie, bro. And I don't want a fucking game 
the, either of Avatar 2. The no. world's not interesting enough. It's just a replica of our world in space. Like Indeed. we're still Indeed. not been, we're still not separated from that yet. Like I will all. say I've been to I did go the last time I went to Disney World, we went to Pandora because like they have like a whole Pandora section now. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of cool, but then but it's like in, in the grand scheme of things, it's kind of small. So you kind of walk through it That's like 15 minutes and then you're done. And then you're like, all right, cool. I yeah, don't really need to do that ever again. I, My I mom attests that the ride is spectacular, but she's never seen any of the movies. And I'm just like, I'm like, I don't <laughs> know how awful. you can love it, but sure. And I, <laughs> I've i seen the first movie and I fucking, I, every time I see that movie, I'm like, this is the most <laughs> dumb shit movie. Had this been a tight 90, I could have like, I could have fucked yeah. with this movie. Yeah, right. That's the dude. Three okay. hours. I just I can't wait for you to watch it because it's like even though even though I gave it a three three and a half. Yeah. I literally gave that. Th- it's because I went in there with like this is gonna be dog shit. And yeah. It's not dog shit. So it's like okay yeah it was it was good it was like but it's not like. I need bro, to start when like- I when I say good it's just above like. 50% like yeah. it's 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 like a 60% or like 65% that's a D movie that's what I'm saying it's like it's it just passes the passing grade hey, like man, I take it I'm it's trying passing. to I need to start like plowing through these Oscar movies I've only been doing like one a week and then I've been just watching other shit here and there but um, did you see that EO is coming to the Criterion channel tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. yes, yes. Finally, dude. Oh, my God. I've been waiting for that so long. I know. I really... You, bro. Like, you, you have to be subscribed to the Criterion? Or, I believe so, yeah. Or, okay. So I want to look into... I might look into that tonight and maybe yeah. if you guys aren't doing anything tomorrow night, maybe we watch Hell yeah, EO I'm, you, while the girls are at Twilight. You, you want to hear something crazy? I think Clay subscribes to Criterion. My man. So I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure we can just pull it up on the PS5. Hell yeah. Yeah, movie really? about a donkey. That's, that's one I didn't even know if I'd be able to watch. I know, I was really worried because it it's coming to Violet Crown, but I was like, I'm tired of driving so far. To... Same, dude. I was just like, I don't want to go and an there's... hour and a half again to watch like maybe a subpar Oscar movie. Yes, again. that's such a gamble. I don't know if we're going to be able to watch all the foreign films. No, I don't think I'm going to be able they're, to They're just to not going to get released fast and enough. And they're not even like... Also living... Don't know if I'm gonna be able to watch that. that that's like nowhere. I can't yeah, find nowhere. living anywhere. It's not streaming anywhere. I haven't been able to torrent it anywhere. Like, that's what I'm saying. Is like there's not even torrents of these movies. Like where did they go? Yeah. How were they nominated for the Oscars? Like where? Because they had their festival run, and so like, which oh, I hate when they counts. do that. When they're like, well, yeah. it premiered a festival, so it gets nominated for an Oscar. I'm like, that's not fair. Yeah, that's I not didn't cool. get to see the movie, so yeah. I don't get to have an opinion on if I agree with this or not. And like, yeah. this is once again the biggest award show of the year. So. Don't like you shouldn't show you shouldn't invite the world to watch the the show that they can't even really participate in. Yep. Like what the fuck. Yep. I will say like that's only one of like that's I would say like living and then the foreign films are like the only ones that I feel like I can't find. Yeah. I feel like I can find most everything else. I do have to watch maybe some documentaries. documentaries. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say some of those. Documentaries but I know three of them are available. Okay. Of sick. the five. Um, but, that's always good. I mean, honestly, man, like. As long as you guys, you know, audience, just keep this in mind. As long as you watch the major movies, yeah, um, and you can even just like take a look at the poll that we made. Yes, that is look, on our Twitter now. Yeah, it's like look around, check it out, look at the movies that have the most nominations, knock those ones out first, and then you'll you'll be you'll be better off than not if you just you know pay attention to the ones that like came out to the theaters first. Exactly. The small ones, take them or leave them. Whatever. Use them as yeah. like freebies for for your little you know, pulled, like maybe you get them right. Maybe you don't get them right, but whatever. Like, but take a couple shots in the dark. You'll have a good time. And also if you win, 
you win. You, you win. win. You win some 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 prizes. We're, exactly. We're still keeping them secret, but it's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> it just means we don't have anything yet. Yeah, we don't know what the prize is yet, but let's all have let's all have a good, good time. It'll be good. But It'll probably be based on who wins what we get. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Well, let's talk about um, two movies that don't suck. Oh yeah. Unlike Wakanda dude. Forever. Yeah. The shot. First. Let's get into the shot. Oh my god. We are beginning with David Lynch's Mulholland Drive. Yes. A very puzzling experience. This is my fifth time watching this movie. I think I'm on the cusp of figuring this movie out. Like, I'm so close. All the pieces are almost together. I'm missing, like, one or two parts to, like, fully comprehend it, but I'm so excited to get into that. What is Mulholland Drive about? So, Mulholland Drive, this is coming straight off of Letterboxd, per usual. The tagline follows, and it's one of the longer taglines I've ever seen. It's, like, three sentences long. <laughs> it's not a tagline. <laughs> yeah, what? An actress longing to be a star... A woman searching for herself. Both worlds will collide on Mulholland Drive. And the summary follows. <laughs> Blonde Betty Elms has only just arrived in Hollywood to become a movie star when she meets an enigmatic brunette with amnesia. Meanwhile, as the two set off to solve the second woman's identity, filmmaker Adam Kesher runs into ominous trouble while casting his latest project. This is the girl. It doesn't say that. I was about to say, this is the girl? Hell yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome, no. Rest in power, Angelo Badalamenti. Oh yeah, rest in power, man. That 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 performance is so good, but I don't want to jump ahead too, yeah. too much, because this movie has so much to talk about. Um, well, first things first, Joey, this was your first time. Second time. Second, Second time. Second time watching Mulholland Drive. I kind of corrupted him, because I think I showed, I mean, like... As one does, you just show the craziest fucking movies first. It's not like you're like, let's watch Elephant Man. You're like, yeah. no, like let's watch like, you know, Lost, Lost Highway. Highway. Yeah. He hates Lost Highway. Hate Lost. Highway. I watched Mulholland Drive before I watched Lost Highway. I know. I was gonna say I like I I kind of fucked it up by showing you Lost Highway because I remember yeah. you liking it first. Yeah, you're like, like I, I was like this movie like, and then I watched. Lost I didn't Highway. know how I felt about David Lynch. Right. And then you showed me Lost Highway, and now I kind really? of hate it. Fuck him. that. Yeah, because yeah, uh, the first time you ever showed this to me was like when we first started hanging out in when you moved uh, when I moved back to Lynchburg, and it was we did it was so much fun. We'd watch one movie like once a week. We get like and we'd take turns like picking a movie, um, and we watched Mulholland Drive, and I remember being so confused, having no idea what I just watched. <laughs> We had one. We threw on a YouTube video, <laughs> after. explaining yeah. it immediately after, and I still didn't understand what <laughs> yeah, I just like, watched. I was like, I did not see what they are saying. <laughs> and yep. uh, I, I will say, the second time though, I feel like I I got it. Like I was like, man, oh, this shit. is kind of like more kind of like, clicked in place. Like, it wasn't as bizarre as I remember. Yeah. Like, I, I sure. felt like it was definitely more palatable, especially for Lynch. Yeah, for sure. Like, compared to A Lost Highway, like, this movie, <laughs> like, this movie reminds me of, like, Wild at Heart, like, where yeah. it is somewhat confusing, but it's... A but there's way. a cohesive yeah. story yeah. there it's somewhere. It's a good way to put it, yeah. 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 Dude, I finally watched it per usual, the special features. Oh, my <laughs> God, dude. The, the the Criterion special features are so good. The, the, the interviews on them are so good. Is yours, did you get yours on Blu-ray? 4K. 4K? Okay, did the 4K disc have your special features, or did the Blu-ray disc the have The Blu-ray disc. That's what happened, because I also got it on 4K, unwrapped it last night to watch Mulholland Drive, and I was like, there's no special features? How did Matt buy this? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Dude, I know. I, I would have like been, I got to return this. There's no way. 
Yeah, it's like it, it seems to be that I think it's because the the Blu-ray can still hold more videos on it because because yeah. the the files take excuse that me makes, that makes sense take up less space that makes sense that's the only way I think I could you know understand it but yeah dude Blu-ray has all the special features um, so so good uh, so funny enough we um, we were watching it with uh, our friend Clay and how the how the movie opens up with like the couples dancing yeah kind of had a panic attack and just like had to like dip are you serious <laughs> yeah yeah um, <laughs> and I, yeah and I, was, I felt I'm bad. not laughing at him that's, I felt that's bad just, I, I don't even know what I would do in that moment I know that's why I was just like well I mean he he just kind of left and didn't come back and we we're like is he okay and then he was just like. I'm not coming back down. And I was like, okay, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. And then he like yeah, later I, told us that the people dancing like really set him off. Yeah. And I mean really? like, but I, I forgot that it opened that way. I always forget that. Yeah. Really and it's very like visually like, jar- yeah, it's very Strange. jarring. Cause like at first it's just dancing. Yeah. And then you start noticing that people are like blending into each other. Yeah. And you're like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. And then the old people, I mean like Betty's, I don't know, parents, I don't know, what do you want to call mm. them? Like, kind of, like, come out of those people, right? They they, they kind of, like, like walk out, and then, like, they're, they're like, oh, no, no, they're, they're, they're like, they have, they, they have their arms around Betty. Interesting. Interesting that you think that they're the parents. I like that. They we'll might see. be the parents, right? I don't know. We'll like see. We'll see. I'm really curious where we go, know, where all we'll three see. of us land I, at the end of this movie. I have a yeah. very loose interpretation of it, but... I love it. Like, like every time I watch it, bro, I just I love this movie so much. Apparently, it was supposed to be. I think you may have told me this, but it was definitely confirmed on the special features. It was apparently written as a spinoff for Twin Peaks. Yeah, with Audrey Horn, yeah. but it was going to be a TV pilot. Yeah, insane. Really? Yep. And then apparently, like David Lynch recalls that. I mean, he's probably saying this because he's pissed off that it didn't get picked up but he's like it was watched by some tv executive on the phone across the room with the volume way down (laughs) (laughs) and like and like 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 literally naomi watch looks at him and is like really and he's like i i don't know (laughs) he's like no way of like proving it and she's like oh you're just you're just upset (laughs) oh my god (laughs) oh my god (laughs) yeah it's um the first time I watched, the first time I watched Mulholland Drive, it was right after I finished Twin Peaks for the first time, and I was just like, I need more of this. I need more of whatever this guy's got going on. And so I looked up all his movies, and this was the first David Lynch movie that I like, consciously watched, knowing it was a David Lynch movie. Uh-huh. I had seen Eraserhead when I was younger, but like didn't really pay attention. And same with Inland Empire. I saw Inland Empire, and I was like, this movie won't end. I hate this. And it's this gave so up. long. <laughs> and so, this is back when I was like. There's no explosions in this movie. I don't watch it. I'm, I'm like 16. There's, yeah, there's definitely no explosions yeah. in that movie. And so I I finished Twin Peaks, and Mulholland Drive was the only one streaming at the time. It was on Netflix. And I was expecting something kind of Twin Peaks-y, like in the way that like the dialogue worked and the way everybody spoke to each other. And I just didn't. That was not it at all. Yeah. Especially knowing it's like a Twin Pe- it was supposed to be a Twin Peaks spinoff. It's like, this is like, this feels like Twin Peaks The Return. This doesn't feel like the first two seasons of Twin Peaks. No. Which yeah. is which it's way too surreal, like, to be the first two seasons, yeah. right? And I just like I remember watching it and every like twenty minutes I just kept thinking to myself, like, what is happening? Yeah. What is going on? And then I'd be like, Okay, no, I got it, I got it, okay. I figured it out. I know what's going on. And then bam, Billy Ray Cyrus shows up. And I'm yeah, like, gosh. nope, no idea what's going yeah, on yeah, anymore. I don't happening? understand what's happening. That man said out loud that without Mulholland Drive, Hannah Montana wouldn't have existed. I and love that, that so blows much. my mind I love that. anytime I think about it. <laughs> That's awesome. 
I love little shit like that. I, oh my gosh, I love that. I didn't know that. Just imagine a world without Hannah Montana, because that's know. a world without Mulholland Drive. Imagine a world without, like, that Billy Ray Cyrus, Hannah Montana, <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus. Every now and then, Molly will put that on. If, like, we're doing, like, holiday specials, yeah. she'll be like, oh, we gotta watch the Hannah Montana Halloween episodes. And I'm always like, this is bewildering to view. Like, this is a <laughs> nightmare. Weird, it's, like, yeah. my father-in-law's, fa- like, favorite, like, show to watch. Like, like of all the kids' shows that we all that, that we made our parents watch, that's the one that he was like, this is a good show. <laughs> Dude, my, my, my mom would always crack up whenever we were watching Hannah Montana. It was so funny. We but, were, I mean, like, to her. To me, I was just like... This is normal Disney, you know, sitcom. Yeah. We weren't on the Di- we weren't on the Disney Channel hype as a family. We were a big Drake and Josh family growing oh, yeah, up. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Drake and Josh is great. Too. Yeah, yeah, big Drake and Josh energy. And then when nobody was in the house, I would watch Zoe 101 and get really like enveloped in that. Yeah, but nice. you know, you know how it is. Ned's declassified. But anyways, Mulholland Drive. Another great ass show. <laughs> great finale too. <laughs> You're not wrong, but. Mulholland Drive. Let's yes, yeah, yeah, really back, really back, really back. This is. I also debate like if this is like my favorite Lynch movie. Like I love this, but Wild at Heart really like. I don't know. Wild at Heart is so much. I think it's an easier watch. Yeah. And I think it's like you're not struggling to really put together what you're seeing in Wild at Heart, whereas this movie. I think I do think that you're watching two movies that just happen to intersect a couple times. Like they're definitely in the really? same universe, but like. They're, like anytime it cuts to like Adam Kesher, you're like, "What's going on? It is how like, does this? It is how like does this relate movie. to that? Yeah, yeah. It it feels so different. And his it's his story so is very yeah surreal. Like it does like yeah. nothing makes sense. And like Naomi Watts, it, the, the, her whole story up until like the, the twist, quote unquote, is is just like it feels like a lifetime movie. It's like this is my this is this woman yeah. that I met. And she has she has amnesia, and I'm gonna figure out who's who tried to kill her. Yeah, <laughs> but th- I. I took that as like dream, like it was all a dream. Mm. Like I, I always thought that Naomi Watts was always in both of her lives is uh, with, it's like Diane Selwig is the I I would call the reality, yeah, like who she really is, mm-hmm. and um, Betty, Betty, thing. yeah, Betty is like her dream fantasy version, and that like, I, even though they have different names, I I didn't really think about it like that. I always felt like. The, Doesn't she see Betty harsh... like like on a name tag? Sorry to like at Wendy's yeah. Diner. You're right. You're right. So, so it's that, like it, it it's must be weird. Yeah, I mean, see, well, like because because you because you brought up it was a dream, and I yeah. I, I I could see how how was it how it was a dream because all the details from the movie are shown like outside of her dream. Yeah. So yeah. it's like outside of her being and, like dreaming that she's an actress. There's like all the, like, like even the, e- even the fucking cowboy is like in reality, like for just like a split second. And it's like, yeah. it's like he, it's like, it shows that, um, I almost just like disregard or just pretend that doesn't happen. Right. <laughs> like, cause like, that's the part I just have no idea why that's there. I get and, that. And when it's not there, the movie makes more sense. It's very <laughs> true. See, I disagree. I think the cowboy is for me, the cowboys what roots me in it where I'm like, I now understand what's going on in this movie. The I cowboy character makes so it all makes it. And the fact that that guy like just wasn't an actor, bro. I love it. He was just like, it. he was, he like worked with David Lynch. He was a producer and David had in the book that, that we had read room to dream. David says that he called like I think his name is literally like Monty Montgomery yep. calls him up and is like I want you to be in my next movie you're gonna play a cowboy and he was like I'm not an actor and he's like you're a cowboy damn it and then he really like he put that outfit together himself 
Like, like, yeah, yeah, he did. He showed up in that outfit, and David was like, perfect! And then they shot all his stuff. <laughs> and apparently, like, uh, like on the on the uh, special features, David even added that he was terrible at mem- memorizing yes! lines. Yes, so Justin's so holding, like, struggling. Yeah, Justin holds up, like, cue cards for him to read because he kept forgetting his lines. <laughs> so, like, every every time it just cuts and you see the cowboy, there's probably, like, a cue card, like, this far <laughs> in front of his face. But it almost works. It makes, like, his line delivery makes sense, but it's, like, yeah. I get it. Like, that's exactly the way that Bro. he needed to talk. You think You're too is? busy being a smart aleck. Dude, I love that. <laughs> you think a man is the way his life's supposed to be, the way it ought to go? Would you say that's true? Like, it doesn't. What the fuck are you saying? He's like, yeah, I guess I'd say that's true. You agree with what I said? Yeah. What did I just say? <laughs> it's like, it's like that, that a man's attitude often reflects the way his life runs. It's like, he's just. It's so, I love that scene so, so much. And I, I have picked up now. I, like that because I think the Adam Kesher sequence makes the most sense, but I fu- I think this time I finally got the tie-in, mm. um, which I, I do want to say for a little later when we like go around, when we talk about like what we all think mm. happened in this movie. But I mean, I think Adam Kesher is like an innocent, a quote unquote innocent bystander in the middle of this movie. Naomi Watts is very clearly, in, in my mind, the puppet master. Throughout this whole thing. Yeah. No one's ever allowed to complain that they have a toxic girlfriend until they see Mulholland Drive. Naomi Watts is the most evil fucking person in this movie. <laughs> Arguably, yeah. Yeah. yeah and pretty, pretty bad. I genuinely think the only thing that now trips me up that I don't know if I fully comprehend is right at the beginning when they're in the diner. Which, no matter how many times I watch this movie, that diner scene yeah. makes my heart race. When he's just like, I had this dream. Dude. And I, I don't know what's going on, but we're I here. I love that guy, too. He and I'm scared. So, so good. <laughs> yeah. So good. And, like, and then, oh, my God. Like, you almost don't even understand, like, what the other guy is insinuating until, like, halfway yeah. between what he's doing. Because he's, he's like, oh, yeah, you want me to, like, act it out. You want me to, like, insinuate yeah. the, the dream for you. And then the guy just, like, stops talking, and then he just does it. Oh, my God. And then you're, oh, like, you're like, what's happening? And then you're, like... Oh, they're going to the back of when the they, diner. When they're sitting like, at the... Oh, what the fuck is back here? When they're sitting at the table, and like, as he describes the dream, he's like, Ugh. you're sitting, you're standing over there, and you're also afraid. And when they get up to like start everything, he turns, and he's standing like right where he said where he would be, and he's like, and you're terrified. And when the, the witch pops out from behind the dumpster, I know it's coming. And yet every, every time yeah, I'm like, every fuck! Time. Like, every I time. I literally tweeted this, this yes. picture today. <laughs> of Wait, David yeah. and her. Did you know that that woman that plays oh. the witch also plays the nun? In the hit film The Nun? No way! Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Typecasted. But yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely <laughs> typecasted, but... Well, uh, if you guys had a top uh, scene from the movie, like, like what would it be? Oh, man, you know mine. <laughs> what is it? Mine is the cappuccino scene. That whole Bro, scene is so fucking, goddamn I love funny. that fucking scene. It's so good. <laughs> Somebody help me. This is the girl. This is the girl. I love that scene so This much. girl is not in my picture. It's no longer your film. <laughs> Dude, I love that scene so much. Angelo like, Bottle- what, what are they talking about? What are they saying? Angelo Bottle of Betsy quietly whispering, Napkin. Yeah, literally. <laughs> what did you just say, sir? Napkin. Napkin. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. He takes the fucking thing and just drinks the espresso and then he's like, and literally spits it out yeah. into the napkin oh, so oh, weirdly. I'm sorry, sir. We, we, we were told that that was like the world. That came highly recommended. 
And, like, the, it's it's a weird scene because, like, they start arguing, then the music really picks up, and then the guy who's about to scream just starts sneezing. And you're like, yep. what's going on? I and that's it. when he does the, help me! I love it so much. That scene is so good. That scene gets that me scene is, uh, every single time. Makes me crack up. Dude, like, th- this movie is funny. Funny as too. fuck. It's got so many, like, points in it that are so good. Especially, of course, like, like the... The uh, hitman scene where like he he, he, he can't <laughs> yeah. do anything right. He, he literally keeps on fucking up. He shoots the guy that he's supposed to kill, and then accidentally shoots someone in the next shoots room through the wall, and then kills the janitor. Oh, yeah. yeah, the janitor. Well, no, no, okay, okay. J- janitor comes in, kills the janitor. Vacuum I mean, turns on, wrong. and then instead of walking over and turning off the vacuum, he shoots the vacuum, which short circuits <laughs> the whole circuit yeah, breaker, and it turns on the fucking security alarm. But he's like, so oh funny throughout because every single time something goes wrong in that scene, he's like. Man, (laughs) really? It's so fucking funny, bro. Throughout, I I do think that this is an. It's a very. I personally think, especially with David Lynch, this like the whole Adam Kesher, see all the Adam Kesher sequences are like subtle jabs at the inner workings of Hollywood. Because really, this whole movie, like the his whole. Adam Kesher's whole part is that he has this movie that he's making. He knows who he's going to cast. And then these super sketchy dudes show up and are like, no, you're casting this girl. The when suits he, show yeah, up. Yeah, the suits show up. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, no, fuck you. And then suddenly he's poor. And suddenly yeah. like, he has no money. They know where he is. And he's getting visited. But he has to go meet up with a cowboy who is like the ringleader in all of this. Like this super almost celestial power in Hollywood that says like you are going to do you're going to make this yep. movie the way I tell you to make this movie or you will have nothing. Yeah. Which I think was super funny and also very fun in the way that like you know how David Lynch has worked and you know like how no. his movies get made and he it's just also like, hates producers apparently like yeah. hates them right? or at least hates like <laughs> like like executive producers like he he hates the idea of someone showing up on his set and, yeah. and telling him what to do yeah. Telling him about Final Cut or anything like that, he's like, "No, I'm not making the movie anymore." So it's like, I love that that guy made this movie. Yeah. Like, put that director in that position. Yes. He probably like took his his experience with Dune and like <laughs> modeled that whole just, thing. Just here. <laughs> shaped it all together. Yeah, literally. Man. Oh my god. What's your favorite scene in the movie? My favorite scene is probably a tie between a very serious scene when they go to Silencio. Yes. Silencio's really cool. I thought that... And just, like, the story behind it's really cool. Apparently, like, that that lady who does the... Yeah. That, like, that, that whole yeah. scene. Um, she apparently wanted to sing for David Lynch so bad, she she took, you know, set up a meeting right off the cab. Like, right, right out of the cab, I mean. Right out of the cab ride. She goes into David's studio, apparently didn't even, like, talk to him, just wanted to sing. And she laid down that version. Da- like, David <laughs> David is adamant that he didn't re-record it. He was like, we, we did one take for that song. He's like, because the first take she did was perfect. And that's that's the take in the movie. I was like, that's insane. <laughs> She's also, she also, he brought her back for Twin Peaks The Return. She, like, closes out, like, at the, at the Roadhouse in one of the episodes. Oh, bro, Whoa. I must have, like... That must have went over my head. Yeah, yeah and that, I, that song is powerful. Like it is a very beautiful moment. And then when like you find when you realize that like she's not actually singing, it's all just a recording again. You're like, again, fuck! I know. Holy dude, like, fuck! That scene, and I do really like the scene of um, well, of course the the, the espresso. Bit. <laughs> 
scene, but I, I, I really like the, the, the scene with like Billy Ray and like, and like, <laughs> the, like yeah, the Kesher coming home. Come yeah, on, dude, bro. Yeah. So funny. You can't hit your wife. Yeah. I don't it's, care what she's done. It's so funny. <laughs> and then like the return to, 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 to that house whenever like the big dudes there is like, Mr. Kesher is a, is, is Mr. Kesher here? And she's like, this is out of why K- won't you leave me alone? This is Adam Kesher's house. <laughs> the hell it is. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> and then she, she starts like climbing all over him, dude. And then I forgot that he just like, his fucking knuckles crack and he just, just, just like punches her. her dude. Adam Kesher. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Kicks the shit out of Billy Ray, knocks out Adam Kesher's wife and just keeps yeah, about his day. Insane. But that goes into that whole mysterious yeah. Like the suit. The inner that guy's the in a suit. suit. Yeah. So like yeah. literally every single evil character is like pretty much in a suit in this movie. It's it's weird, but Yeah. Joey, how would you, you guys named a lot of good ones, but I I think going back to the cowboy, when when he goes up to the guy. to the ranch and meets the cowboy yes. and he just like appears and he's like it if you choose wisely, you'll see me once. You'll see me once. <laughs> if you choose unwisely, you'll see me twice. Yeah. After I this, love I, that. I love that. I was like Bro. the just like the power behind that. It was it was. Bro, great. do you it was guys? Like scary. I just want to add a question to the end of that because I I have a hard time choosing if we saw him twice or if we saw him once at the end. I feel the same because it's in the same scene, right? But it's cut. And you technically, in see real life, see him twice. Damn. So it's like, it's kind of hard to like... I no. feel like you technically see him once, because I think for Adam Kesher... Well, I don't know. You don't really get a lot of resolve for Kesher at the end of the movie. Like, Adam right. Kesher's last scene in the movie, before like it goes into what I believe is a flashback, is the scene of him casting... Doing the casting, where they like... He brings his, the guy over and he's like, this is the girl. And then his manager, like, appears behind him smiling. Like, that's the last, like, present-day Adam Kesher that we that we see. Mm. But, so, I, I thought, don't know. I thought maybe... No, yeah, you might be 100% right. Like, I, I, was, I was thinking maybe the real life, but... It, it, this is up to you on whether or not you're going to call this real life or, or a dream, ultimately, like, as, as the viewer. But the scene where him and uh camilla right yeah it's like yeah yeah okay so like because reed is the one with amnesia camilla is on the set and he does that whole thing where like it's oh no no it's definitely a dream my bad because he goes like cut the lights and yeah like, like all the fucking lights yeah. like cut out and like she's just standing in front of the car i think i think that that scene's awesome wait Sorry, so do I you guys all think up. that this movie is a dream yeah Man, oh, I, I almost think well, it's like a fantasy it's like, more like yeah fantasy like, that's like, I, it's I think like some, some of, of it's, it's real like, yeah and some of it's Man, like what if i told you all of it was real like i think uh, that she got i like i think that uh naomi watts got rejected from a movie and from a position and that that that's like when she's in the in the um audition yeah and she gives this like amazing, amazing performance, performance that's just like so good and beautiful and in in her mind i maybe even that part i think is See, fictionalized and and I like think, maybe I mean, that, maybe that she did go I think she but I think it's still the dream. I think it's a dream, but I think that moment happened. I think she did audition for this movie. Oh, and the only yes. reason she got yes, denied in her mind is because there's a gun to the director's head. Like that's how she's rationalizing. That's how yeah, it. that's how she's rational. Yeah, I like okay, it is a dream. I can see that. But yeah. but I think that she did audition for a movie or right. 
yeah, uh, that, that she is a straight, and the only reason people would deny her is because they had a gun to their head. I'm interested in seeing how how uh, yeah, what what your take is. Are we are we ready to get into what we all think happened in Mulholland Drive? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I okay, like sure. into it a little bit. Okay, listen, guys, that nothing in this movie is a dream. Everything in this movie is a factual thing that happened, but it exists in a world that is is fantasy. In this movie, <coughs> I believe that the end when she opens the box and the camera like dives into the box and you see, um, you see Naomi Watts as as Diane and mm-hmm, yeah. and um and, and Diana Camilla, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. that's a flashback, and I think what's happening is you're seeing that Naomi Watts loved Camilla, and Camilla was about to get her big break being in this new movie. Mm-hmm. And she's already like in love with she's in love with Camilla, but she's living in Camilla's shadow. She even brings up at at dinner at Kesher's house that like this is how we met. I wanted this role more than anything, and they went with Camilla. Yep. But we we've, we've been we've been together ever since. And Camilla is not as attached to this relationship as as Naomi yeah, Watts is. She's no. very much like I'm I'm good. Like I'm happy with things. But like so I'm, this was a flashback. This though. is a flashback. Okay. And you sort of see like the rise and fall of this relationship, and you see Naomi Watts become obsessive possessive and like psychotic towards her and then it cuts to her in the diner and she's sitting across from the guy that the 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 hitman the guy who kills all those people in in the in the building and he's got the little black book and that always tripped me up because i'm like well that happened earlier in the movie and i have to remind myself that's not how lynch makes movies he may like if you see a thing in the middle of the movie it doesn't mean that it happened at that time period this is just lynch's way of introducing this segment Mm-hmm. He has this black book with all these names in it. With like, He doesn't really say what's in it, but it has names and addresses, and clearly it's incredibly important whatever is in there. Yeah. And when he shows her the blue key, that, if it, for me, gives me the, the cue that's like, oh, this is, this is mystical. They're having a meeting, and she's, she's going to do something that is, like, not normal. Not, not something that I, I could just go out and do. Yep. I think that she almost, she makes like a deal almost with like the witch that's outside. I, I think that he's like a front, like he's the, the, the face of, of the organization. She, yeah. the witch does everything out back. Um, because he also has a scene where like he's talking with another girl that looks eerily a lot like Diane. And it seems like she's doing the same thing. I think that there's like a, <laughs> again, a kind of, a, a kind of dig it in her Hollywood of like there, this is like, because it is all connected, in my opinion. Mm. Naomi Watts makes this deal, and the deal is essentially like, give us this money, and here's what we'll make happen. Well, it, it, it like they almost make her life to be a movie. She yeah. so I think that when the camera when it cuts back to her at the apartment and she's looking at the blue key, and then the old people show up at the end of the movie and she's like screaming and they're like running and yelling at her and she shoots herself. Bam! Now we're back at the beginning of the movie. The woman who's dead in the in the apartment building is the is the original is the the Diane that you saw at the at, at Winky's diner. Yep. They've now switched, and when the movie opens up, she's with those old people, and they're all having a wonderful yeah, time and like, laughing. And so I think that like she's freaking out, but like when she dies, the movie that's when the movie begins, and she's coming into Hollywood, and she's oh, for sure. so she's yeah. like I think yeah, in a way yeah, yeah. she's subconsciously aware. Like, this is what's happening. I am in this universe now where, like, I have this chance with this woman, and I'm going to make it happen. Really? And I th- and that's... And so I think that everything that happens with Adam Kesher... Because Kesher also seems incredibly lost 
throughout the whole movie. And when they even go on set, when she's on set with Kesher, they have this these very awkward exchanges where they they know each other. Mm-hmm. They very clearly know each other, which mm-hmm. is what makes me believe that that's a flashback. Mm-hmm. And I think that certain piece certain people are laid out like chess pieces to execute to execute the plan, mm-hmm. uh, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Coco throws me off every time. When she introduces herself as Kesher's mom, uh, yeah, I'm like, fuck, like, you've thrown a wrench yeah, into like, everything. How is this happening? Is but watching it again last night, the dialogue that she has with Naomi Watts outside is very is very open like open ended. Like it mm. could like she could be very aware of everything that's going on. She could not be aware of everything that's going on. In a way I almost feel though like the the I'm gonna call it the wish, the wish that she makes, it would make more sense for Kesher to be unaware of it because she hates him. She's he's the guy that's taking Camilla away from her. So it would almost make sense that she would leave him like cognizant and aware of everything that's going on, like going on with him and watching his entire life fall apart. And he's just confused and baffled relentlessly throughout the movie. The only thing then that like really leaves up for speculation for me is at the end. What what is the real ending of the movie when they open the box? Right, because that, that, by yeah. my logic, that's the end of the movie, and we never right. know. Which is a very David Lynch way for the movie to end. But I don't think that any. I personally don't think that any of this is a dream. I do think that this was all a fantastical, mystical movie about a wish that that Naomi Watts makes to to be, to be with the woman that she loves in the most psychotic way humanly possible. Because right. she even brings up like, "I've given you the money." Is this gonna work? And yeah. he's just like, he's like, don't ask me about it. You'll know when it happens. You'll know. And it, it's I like they talk about something, and it almost she almost makes it sound like it is a hit on her. But I don't I don't think that's I don't think that it's a hit. I think it's definitely a wish that's made that creates this universe where she gets everything that she wants. She's she's she goes on that one audition and she kills it, and everybody yeah. falls in love with her. She's got the woman that she loves, and this woman has no recollection of who she was beforehand. Adam Kesher's life is completely derailed and falling apart. Yep, yep, yeah. I mean, I did. I would even say just a just just a springboard right off yeah. of your interpretation, because I because I think your interpretation and mine aren't aren't that aren't too different, even though like. I think just how we're saying it is just different terms, but okay. I, I think I think it's the same viewing in okay. a way because like I think that you're 100 percent right. The flashback is Diane in the diner. Yeah. So if you because if you technically like at least in, in my viewing, like let's say you you jump ahead to the to those Diane scenes and then you reverse to the beginning of the movie and then you watch it from there. It's not yeah. that it would make more sense. It's just that's the chronological timeline yeah. of the way this movie's going. Now, I wouldn't say it's it's real, though. I would just say that... Well, I would say it's real in the sense of that that's her life maybe flashing before her eyes as she's killing yeah. herself. Maybe that's what it is. It's mm. like is it's her desire. Like It was yeah. her fullest desire to like make herself look like a good person yeah. for the last time because... I the only thing I would change in your interpretation is I think, as apart from my interpretation, not that I'm changing yours, mm-hmm. but because this movie is whatever anybody wants to say it's about seriously. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I do th- I got the vibe that 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 it was a hit. I don't know why, just because that character was told to us before as being a hitman. But you're 100 percent right. That's not clearly stated. It's not like he has a weapon or anything. He just has a black book. Yeah. And Naomi Watts doesn't 
there's no connecting points that connect those things other than what you saw limo drivers right no he's so he's not even the one that does no he's like a third party guy yeah you know what is something that i that i noticed that that may help that may help you be on my side a little bit more here and i didn't notice it until this watch around when throughout the whole movie naomi watts has like this beautiful chiclet smile her teeth are perfectly straight and normal when she when it when they go into the box and you see her, her teeth are fucked to high hell. Yeah, and she's it's like, like a drug addict. Yeah, yeah, she looks fucked. She looks meth the fuck out. Yeah. And so, and, and so, it's like that's so. It's interesting being getting this opportunity to be the person that you, the, the person that I, I think in her head she thinks that she is. Yeah, this right, wonderful right, human right. being. Yeah, she gets to look like the good guy, get the girl, get the get the revenge, and get the part. Yep. 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 Because there's definitely two different versions of Naomi Watts in this movie. Oh, absolutely! Like yep. the two, the Betty and the Diane are are two different people. I just feel like the, the how we interpret like the fantasy version. Yeah, it's like you're you're yeah, calling like it a dream. I mean, not a dream. You're calling it like a real yeah, fan, like a wish that yes. she yeah. was given. It's like a deal with yeah. the devil kind of type, type yeah. story. Yeah, which makes which helps me understand the witch, the witch because in because the back. because because my interpretation does not explain the witch yeah. at all. The witch just is kinda, just kind of there. The like, witch like births the two not birth but like the two old people show up from the witch first at the end of the movie. Yep. So yeah. it yeah. it does make. That well, at the, part of it makes sense at the end, which is the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, right. yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. you see them yeah, co- yeah, like crawl yeah, out of the paper yeah, bag yeah. as yeah. they th- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then it just cuts to yeah. that like yeah. <laughs> like right there in front of Naomi Watts. And there's something like, about it that, like oh. if you like really like if you were to watch that movie and like or not see the movie but walk in at that point, you'd be like, this is the fun, this is the goofiest thing I've ever yeah, seen in my life. Yeah, Naomi Watts. Jeez, what do you think? Yeah, what do you think, Joe? Oh man, I. I mean, I really think I'm on the... I still think it's kind of a dream just because of how perfect everything is. Like, it, like when she's wearing, like, the almost, like, cute, like, uh, cardigan, like, lots of pink. Her yeah. hair is perfect. She's got the perfect smile. Like, it just seems too perfect to be uh real and and like even the dialogue is yeah. so weird i think that's kind of what threw me weird. for the first time watching it when i watched it um years ago is i hated the dialogue because i just did not understand it, it feels very weird especially like in the first like yeah. the majority of it. like it, it seems purposefully bad in a kind way. of yeah and like like naomi watts like you you know her range you know what she can do like she gives you that one like perfect scene and then, like, the rest of them, like, okay, so you can do this, but you, in this movie, you're not. Right. You're giving us, like, very weak line delivery, but that's purposeful. And that, to me, makes it feel like a dream. I think it, I... True. Maybe like, the, the whole time, I'm like, this, the this doesn't, and, and it's, like, and it's not even, it's more of, like, a fantasy. Like, this yeah. is what she's fantasizing. This is, this is how she's, like, understa- interpreting life. Like, the only way she could be rejected, like I said, as an actress, is if someone literally had a gun to the director's head. Because right. she is the best version of this. Like, uh, the, you know, only reason why this uh, woman would reject her is because, you know, she just hasn't met her and hasn't really gotten to know her. Hasn't had the, the time. I get it. And, 
So that that's where I, I feel like this is everything she wants, which I get the wish. Yeah. Thing like I feel like this would be her wish, at, at certain parts, but it also mm. does. I I understand the wish part because it it also kind of doesn't go her way. Yeah. So it's not like like you would think a dream. Your fantasy would not. You would. It would be a perfect right all the time. But yeah, I also feel like I'm still a little confused. This is only your second watch, right? Yeah, it's only on my second. fifth watch, man. Yeah. This movie is not is not easy to cut. And even like yeah. listening to David Lynch explain the movie, I'm like, yeah. nope, I don't, I, I don't get don't it. Get it. Yeah, you're yeah. like, okay, you're like that just still doesn't make I, sense. I have a hard time with movies that like just try to confuse you. Now I feel less about this with Mulholland Drive. David Lynch definitely goes more into this than other movies. Yeah. For example, Lost Highway, where he's just <laughs> confusing you. you. You're not meant to understand Bro, it. and you're not even ready for Inland Empire. I know. Yeah, I, I literally just like I four hours of that. I Inland Empire. Of just chaos. Oh, I, dude. Yeah. That movie is crazy, but I love it And it, it looks so wacky as hell. And it comes out on Criterion next month. I'm very excited to pick that up. Oh, I can't wait to buy it. Yeah. I might need to. Oh, so no. Forgot about, I totally forgot that's coming to Criterion next month. Oh, and I just no. got a twenty dollar Amazon gift card. All, <laughs> I'd have to go pick that up. All, <laughs> well, almost all eight of his movies. I was just looking at this the other day. The only movie of his that hasn't made it onto Criterion <laughs> is, is Elephant Man. Is of course the uh, Straight Story. No, no, Elephant Man's there. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, so Straight Story isn't I'm on pretty there. Pretty sure Straight Story. I mean, Straight Story's not on there. But there was another. I thought weird. Wild at Heart's not on there. That which is weird. Really? That is very odd for that. Because that's my favorite easily. Right. I get that. that. And like I said earlier, like I, I really struggle trying to figure out if I love Mulholland Driver or Wild at Heart more. But I think they're just because they're both drastically different. But they're yeah. but at the same time, you watch both of them, and you're like, these are David Lynch movies. These yeah. are definitely yeah. they David definitely Lynch have movies. His flair. Yeah, I, I, both arguably the most watchable. You know, rewatch. Yeah, I could definitely like yeah. rewatch Mulholland Drive at any point. I could watch Wild at Heart at any point. I, I, I couldn't rewatch Lost Highway like right now. Yeah. <laughs> I had to be. Yeah. That's a I would commitment. have to set myself up. Yeah. You gotta be dialed in. Yeah. Yeah. Ready I, to watch you guys it. also do love David Lynch. I you're, do adore him. And and you're even into like Twin Peaks as well. I, I oh, watched absolutely. The, I watched the first episode, or, you know, hour and a half long. The pilot, episode. yeah. Um, don't put the. And you was, watched The Last of Us episode. Like, they're all one hour 30 for yeah. the pilot. But I I don't think Twin Peaks are all that length after that, are they're they? They're all like 45 oh, minutes yeah. after that. Yeah, okay. Just watch the show then. You I, Here's what I'll say. I But I hated the first episode. That's insane because that episode is so fucking and, powerful. And, I know, and they and go to like Matt, Matt Jackson like, and everything. And it was during a time where I wanted to impress Matt. Like, I, I know, wanted to be like friends like, with Matt. And I just could not watch Twin yeah. There is something about that first episode that, like, I, because I, I, I rewatch, I rewatched the first two seasons, like, every fall. <laughs> and I went back and rewatched it. And I'm telling you, I, I tear up every time I watch it. The scene where they're all sitting in the homeroom and James and Donna at the same time notice that Laura isn't, isn't there. there yeah. And, like, before either one can react, you just see that one girl outside running and screaming. And, like, every time I'm like, oh, God, it's coming. They're yeah. all going to slowly find out. And then uh, it cuts to it cuts to uh, Laura's mother, like, screaming and crying. Uh, it, it cuts to her, her father being told by Sheriff Truman that she's dead. And, like, the bro. music's coming in. And everybody in the town is just sob. Everything about that is so powerful. And it only gets better from there. I think that's so weird because the first season, I think, is, yeah. is, like, the best. The second so season's weird. good. And then it gets kind of shitty. Yeah. And not even shitty. It just gets, like, not as good. 
Yeah. And then yeah. it gets spectacular. Yeah, and, and then, then it's it gets over. like so good all of a sudden you're like, oh my god. And, and then, then it, yeah. It's and then it's over, and then you have to wait twenty five years for <laughs> yeah. anything else. Mm. I wonder what you would think of Firewalk with me. Yeah, I haven't oh watched it either. Oh my god, that movie's so good. I remember the first I didn't I didn't want to watch it because Jared saw it before me. And I was like, how was it? And he's like, it's just dudes finger-fucking Laura Palmer for like two hours. And I was like, oh my god. And he was not that bad. I mean, what the fuck? I was like, that's, that's I mean, terrible. Uh, and I saw, of, I, was like, no. I saw, I was like, well, I mean, like, you're not totally yeah, wrong. It's not two hours. It might be 30 minutes. It's a lot, for sure. <laughs> but it's, but it's still, not two hours. It's not two hours. It's, it's so good. I remember, I remember watching that with Molly. She loved that movie. And I was so Bro, surprised. I was like, oh my God. Welcome is so good. It is it's, spectacular. It's on Criterion. And one of those movies that when he premiered it, everybody was like, I hate this movie. Quentin Tarantino shat so hard on that movie. Go fuck really? yourself. Really? Go fuck yourself. Oh, Quentin yourself. Tarantino like famously said something along the lines of like, David Lynch has disappeared so far up his own ass, I never want to see one of his movies ever again after seeing Firewalk with me. Bro. Which was preposterous. Wow. <laughs> it was not, like, watching what? it, I'm like, this is not even that, like, out there of a movie. Bro, as soon- In comparison to some of his other shit. And personally, I'm already on a streak of, like, letting go of really mainstream directors for shitting on David Lynch. I mean, Steven yeah. Spielberg hasn't even watched, apparently, one David Lynch movie and decided to cast him. And cast him as John Ford. Yeah, in his movie wild. about movie appreciation. <laughs> Like what the fuck? Yeah, that is pretty fucked up. <laughs> I don't care. How, I don't care how great the Fablemans was. That was a really fucked up thing like, to just find out. I mean, at least just watch one movie. Just watch one movie. Yeah, yeah. They're I, not big commitments or anything like that. They're not difficult no, to find. Not at all. You're in no. the academy. You could definitely go sit down and Bro. take ninety minutes out of your day and watch come a on, Razorhead. Come on, come on, come on. Literally. What are we? What are we feeling? What do we want to give Mulholland Drive? Oh, easy, easy for I me. I know y'all are gonna. No, no I'm, yeah, I'm a fi- I'm a fiver. Yeah, I'm one. a fiver. I gave it a four. And I stand as a four. <laughs> a four? That's not bad. That's yeah. not bad. I mean, for 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 him hating. I was expecting highway, it to be a like a two and a half. Terrible. So to that's get a crazy. Four, I know. Yeah, Man, dude. Every time he says it, I'm I like, was ready what? to like rip this movie to shreds. <laughs> like I was like, okay, I have better taste now over the years. You've been hanging I'm out like, with us too much. <laughs> I know. And I was yes. like, man, why did this movie kind of work? But yeah, I give it a four. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's it's a fun watch for sure. Heavy recommendation for me. Same favorite director. This is a spectacular so. movie, and I think that if you're looking to like get your feet wet with David Lynch, I think that this is a safe, yes. a safe start. Like, yeah, it's a, it's not like an easy to like comprehend movie or anything like that. But no. I, I don't think there's a lot in it that you're going to be like, I'm so shocked that I've seen this. Like Lost right. Highway, yeah. or Lost or like Highway. an Eraserhead. Even like Wild yeah. at Heart has some like holy shit moments in it that you're like, oh my god, why is this happening? And, and I, I feel that. like Wild at Heart is so um, different than what he usually does. Yeah, That's very like, true. Mahalan Drive is a good like stepping stone yeah. into, into understanding how David Lynch works. For I sure. Agree. And shit like I Blue Velvet is also like... Yeah. I, I've, I've met a lot of people like, you should start with Blue Velvet. And honestly, like I love Blue Velvet, but that's a, a tricky movie to navigate your first time around, especially if you have no idea who David Lynch is. I, I, I personally think that you should start... With Mulholland Drive. Definitely is. Especially because, like, um, I, I mean, Naomi Watch does do stuff that you're like, you shouldn't do that ever. It's yeah. like, oh, they're not answering the door. Oh, the window's open. Let's go in through here. Yeah, it's right. Like, <laughs> right, you're not supposed to do that. But, like, every time I watch Blue Velvet, I'm like, okay, you can't just disguise yourself as a bug person. Yeah. And, like purposefully unlatch someone's yeah, window. It's not a just, thing. I'm yeah. just like, not even this kind is of kind thing. of fucking insane, like what you're doing <laughs> right now. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love, I love all of David Lynch's movies. They're awesome. But now we're going to, we're going to get into a non-David Lynch movie, but David Lynch is mentioned in this he movie is. a couple times. 
we are talking about John Waters' Cecil B. Demented, a oh movie that God. flies really low on the radar when it comes to John Waters' movies. I feel like not when people talk really? about John Waters, Cecil B. Demented is not a movie that comes up. For real, Which I is, thought it was so good. I I agree. Now, what's what's Cecil B. Demented about? Cecil B. Demented. It has a tagline: two words, "Demented forever," <laughs> and then a the these excuse me the summary follows an insane independent film director and his renegade group of demented filmmakers kidnap an a-list hollywood actress and force her to star in their underground film it's so good and and like i said you may notice that every single line in our intro is from this movie if you decide to watch it it is on tubi for free Yes, I, I, I definitely heavy recommend. Heavy, yeah, honest to God, if this heavy. was on Blu-ray, I would own it. Like yeah, the fact that it's same. only on DVD, it's got the gummo problem where I want to own it, but I know as soon as I buy it, that's when it'll hit Blu-ray or Criterion or some shit, and I'm gonna feel like an idiot. But regardless, how did you? How did you guys hear about this movie? Through you. Okay. Through you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because for this podcast, like, like funny enough, I had heard about other John Waters movies before, right? But not this one, yeah, like, at all. Like, of course, like I've heard about Pink Flamingos. I haven't seen any John Waters movies until, until uh, interesting first yesterday. start. I think it's a great movie though. Like I thought, I thought it was yeah. awesome, and I and I got not. I'm not saying I understand John Waters now. I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. Right. No. It's like in a way, I was like, okay, I understand like. The allure, to what, him. Like, like what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, I'm like I love I love the crazy oddball like gross nature of the whole movie. I like how it's on the nose with everything that it does. Um, I just love it. I love the overtly sexual nature of the movie as well. <laughs> yeah. It's just, super, but it's so goofy. Like it's, it's so, so goofy. goofy. It's so crude. It's so like it's just good. It's just good shit. And you know me. I'm 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 part- I'm very picky when it comes to like crude humor like it has to be done like really well otherwise i'm like this is just gross for the sake of being gross and every crude moment in this movie is so goddamn funny (laughs) but i so i was recommended this movie by the guy who who produces my shorts okay and he was like because he he reached out to me have you ever heard of this movie cecil be demented and i was like no i have no idea what that is and he's like it's it's a movie about you you should watch it and i was like what the it's fuck is that? Movie. It's a movie about and you. I, I watched the trailer and I was like, this seems like either the like the funniest thing anybody's ever said to me or like this is the meanest thing anyone's yeah. ever said. I get that. And so I get that. It was at the time it was on Hulu. And I popped it on and I was like, okay, sure, yeah, like I yeah. movies, yeah, totally. And as soon as he like pulls the wig off, he's like, I am Cecil B. Demented and this is a kidnapping. I was like, this movie's <laughs> about to get fucking awesome. Yeah, dude, that oh my god. Like the moment the the a crime starts happening, yeah. so you're just yeah. like, Alright, I'm in it. Like like this is this is really funny. Yeah. I love the the uh the whole plot of it, bro. And you get introduced to this so. wacky cast of eclectic characters played by people who you're like oh my god that's like a person that does like spectacular you movies stack cast yeah that's yeah. maggie gyllenhaal that's michael shannon that's melanie griffith that's steven dorf who the, how who's doing this who Dude. got this cast together this is crazy yeah and it's Seriously. it's so well put together and it is just like this this amazing love letter to 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 <laughs> this is gonna sound so pretentious. It is such an amazing love letter to movies, to movies that you want to see, and it is such a big <laughs> fuck you to shitty movies. The fact that in this movie they begin filming Forrest Gump two yeah. is so fucking funny. <laughs> so funny, dude. <laughs> I Gump. fucking hate 
Forrest Gump. Dude, I love... Notorious from our podcast intro. Oh, my God. We are the ultimate, ultimate bad, bad review. review. <laughs> uh, like all, all the lines from, from this are so good, dude. Yeah. They're so good. And I, I totally agree. Like, is it the biggest compliment... Or is it like you're calling me a criminal? Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Or do you think that I'm some kind of fucking psychopath? Yeah, seriously. It, you know, I, I, I definitely got that vibe too because I was like, man, I love you, Cecil. Like, right? It's like, but I would never be a part of your little cult group. No, or like this is psychotic. Is. What, yeah, you, what, like, you, what you are doing here? What you've accomplished in your cinema sainthoodness or whatever you you deem it as? Let's, it's it's awesome. Like I feel like I know people that would watch this movie and they would they would also find it funny. Because it, it is a big joke on us. Yeah, yeah it is honestly. picking on us. Like it it's is. like, yeah, they yeah, are so. that extreme and yeah. crazy. Yeah, I yeah. literally won't be friends with someone if they are a Marvel fan. Like, like, that's, <laughs> yeah, like, like yeah, if someone like actively tells me, I, I'll, I'll give you this. I'll tell a little, little story here. <laughs> At work, I was given a an option to transfer to a new department before I was in the department that I was in now, and I went to this department. I was in this department for three weeks. And we were all working from home. And I had to come into work one day. And in that one day, everybody on my team told me how much they loved Marvel. And the next day, I wrote an email to my boss and was like, I can't do this. You have to put me somewhere else. <laughs> I get it, though. Yeah. And <laughs> they did. They put me somewhere else. And now I work with people who aren't Marvel fans. I work with like, people cool. that are, like, intelligent enough to understand that you're not watching, that you are being fed dog shit. Yeah. And it's like... This movie nails it so well. Yeah. So like, a lot to say about that. Yeah. In particular. I like, think it's, I love it. It's an inc- it's obviously a super lavish commentary on it. Like it's not yeah. like but you're right. It's spoofing off of people like us who are like, "No, fuck you. Fuck that movie and yeah. fuck you for liking it." Like it's mm-hmm. it's so funny and he has all these little rules about it where it's just like like, no, we're not doing this to make money. The second your movie's made money, it's a flop and you've lost you've lost sight of the vision. Yeah, I love that <laughs> so much. <laughs> I love, like, a lot of his philosophy. I'm like, dude, hell yeah. Celebrate for celluloid. That's not how it works, like, at all. Yeah. Like, I mean, some of it is, like, right on the nose where I'm like, hell yeah. And then some of it I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, celebrate for celluloid. It's such a funny concept, but it's like, oh, my God. And then, of course, the, the I thought that, um, uh, that last shot where she, or I mean, well, he also set himself on fire. Yeah, it was almost similar to the to the shot that um, the the director in Nope was trying to get, or like like the guy, not Jordan Peele, but yeah. but the guy who was like yeah. filming the. A- oh yeah 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 yeah. The, it's like the, it's the director same, in the movie. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, it's yeah. The yeah. same type of spirit within both of those directors. Like renegade filmmaking where you're just like rule number one in filmmaking. Yeah, Yeah. there are no rules. Yeah, Yeah. seriously, I love it. I would watch the fuck out of whatever movie they were making. Like, and it's like, their whole like hideout was so sick. Yeah, (laughs) that was cool. How like, like, the little like, like mechanical arm that like lowers him (laughs) down whenever he's just, he's like laying there. That's so funny. I've never taken this much LSD before, so if yeah. I forget my lines, don't worry Beacon, about it. Beacon, baby. Yeah. Dude, that guy was wild. Every like, scene every he's doing. line. But, like, you also got to, like, intimately know each of these characters. Like, yeah. like, like the drug dealer, who's just like, like, before I started doing drugs, I had all kinds of problems. And now, I only have one what? problem. Drugs. Drugs. <laughs> it's really focused my life. Yeah. so yeah, funny. I was like, so what the funny. fuck is that? Like, oh, all right. Yeah, like, I love yeah. that. 
I love that line. I, I love how easily Honey Whitlock was sold on on it yeah. too. Like, Bruh, like there was yeah. like no. She conflict. fights back for like a day, and then <laughs> yeah. like, all right, all right, well, she's she's like, like, okay, I get it. This guy's love is pure. I also love how horny everyone is, bro. Mm. It's so funny. Like they they <laughs> they go like all out with the horniness, dude. Where like, oh my god, they're like, strip, strip. strip. Strip, and yeah. then like they start like, like all moaning and humping the wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, they, like, this is why I love this movie is because every single sexual scene, everyone is pretty much fully clothed, fully clothed, <laughs> fully clothed, and there's just Literally. these like like, yes! like weird yes! ass just like weird fucking noises. slurp noises oh, of yes. like shit just like sliding. They're like fully like, clothed. She gets like shot it's in so the head. Funny. Yeah. Like, falls it's off so Cecil. I'm like, dude, someone gets shot in the head, and they're still like talking. They're still yeah. like like mid-conversation they don't even yeah. stop like is, is it, isn't it the, the the fucking drug addict because yeah. it's like he wants to take like one more hit yeah. and he's not even dead yet <laughs> not it's, even dead yet it's so goofy and so slapstick and hilarious and this movie also like knows when to like I don't even want to say knows when to like go a balls to the wall crude but yeah. when this movie goes in it goes yeah. fucking in bro <laughs> you want to know why I'm the way I am when I was 10, my whole family fucked me under the Christmas tree. My <laughs> brother was yelling, jingle balls, jingle balls. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> that line comes out of nowhere. Yeah, you're just like, uh, okay. Dude, like, same, same girl, uh, in, in, dude, her, her porno was so Oh my god, funny. with the journal? Yeah. It's so like, funny. What? You hear, like, the... She's like, oh, it's like, what the fuck? For those wondering, there is indeed a scene where a where they're watching a porno in a porno theater, and one of the girls that's in the movie, like, uh, she's laying on a bed, and a gerbil go just goes in her ass. You don't see it go in her ass, but like, you hear like you hear this noise, and she like looks directly at the camera, eyes agape, just like, oh my, I was losing my mind, and like they're in the theater and the whole. Yeah. Like perverts, help us, <laughs> dude! I love that. The suits are here. The whole time dude. they're all moaning too. Yeah. Like, you dude, can see I their hands so moving. much, dude. Like, like the build up to that, that fucking mouse in the ass scene where, like, she she just says like in my derriere, and then like people are like, oh, yeah. like it's so funny. It's funny because like, every time like shit or ass is mentioned, they're just like, oh. <laughs> and it's funny because like I was so. The first time when when I watched it, I was like, "There's no way this is, that 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 is gonna go in her ass. There's no way they're gonna do this." <laughs> and, they and then did. they do, and I and lost do, it. Yeah. I laughed so yeah. damn hard because it's gross but tasteful. It's so funny. Oh it's just God. done the, like it's the same thing with like with like the the very overtly like like nasty sex scenes, but yeah. they're they're all like fully clothed. So like yeah. it's it's so tongue in cheek. It's yeah. like how could you not enjoy it? Like it's just or at least find it funny, like yeah. amusing. Or even like the guy who's like, I I should be gay, but uh, I, I I wish I could love him, right. I, but I can't love I him. When I kiss him, all I feel is whiskers. I don't yeah. feel anything else. And I hate this. I hate how straight I am. Dude. That whole scene is so, and Maggie Gyllenhaal trying to comfort him. Yeah. Like you can't control this about yourself. That's so funny. <laughs> Just want to love Petey. Yeah. Dude, that's so funny. Young, brazen Michael Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I know. And, like, he's not even in the movie as Michael Shannon. It was Mike Shannon. Mike, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, he changed that. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's like, I can't be in the... I can't let people know that I was in this movie where a dribble goes in this woman's ass. <laughs> I'll be in a lot of things, but I can't let people know that I was in that. 
Also, he was like, you ever seen George Clooney's dick? Or like, whatever. No, Mel Gibson, Mel, Mel, yeah. Mel Tell Gibson's. me about Mel Gibson's dick and balls. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. He's just like driving the van and like just yelling in the back. I, yeah, I love... This movie's great, man. I love this movie. Not just because I love making movies and I do think that like... It, I, I, I do think this movie... Is, is making fun of people like us, but I think it makes fun of us in a way that we can laugh at and be like, no, I like I totally get that this is a dig on me, and it's fucking funny. Because I would never kill another person for my movie days, yeah. but in my mind, I'm like, why don't you go fuck yourself? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Fuck you. They're dead to you. Yeah, they're I dead mean, to me, ultimately, exactly. Ultimately, I think the bigger dig is towards Hollywood. I mean, for sure. sure. Yeah, right? It's I mean, even yeah. though it's it's all tongue-in-cheek still, I, 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 yeah. I, I would say that like this movie... And I think that, you know, Mulholland Drive and this movie going together, they both have a lot to say about, about sure. Hollywood and, and just how things are run and why they're ran. And like David Lynch is telling that from a more like in a David Lynch way. Yeah. yeah. So it's it, it's just unique in, it, in and of itself. But John Waters is telling it from like just a very comedic over the top in a very John Waters way and I, I love it like I love whenever directors do stuff like this and that was gonna be that I was those were gonna be my correlations for the two is that I think both movies are about the inner workings of Hollywood just told from from different yeah. directors but it's the same same kind of thing where David Lynch is telling it in this dream theory psychological thriller somewhat comedic kind of way and John Waters is just like I'm gonna tell this story from the most goofy ass way humanly possible. Yep, yep. It's gonna make digs at everybody, everyone. It's not gonna go over your head. You're gonna get why yep. this is the way that it is. Having Kevin Nealon come in and play Forrest Gump, and instead of being life is like a box of chocolate, being life is like a, a soft shell crab, was so goddamn funny. <laughs> and then them like in the same scene, like attacking Forrest Gump. Yeah, like they come out of a a chocolate box truck <laughs> That's so and they're like I have the largest box of chocolate <laughs> like like so on You'll that you never know it, what's inside yeah. it just opens up the book and they just taste the guy yeah. and it's I think so I think one thing that the, that the movie the, the movie touches on it very quickly towards the end but I think it does it well when they're in the porno theater and the one guy stands up and is like hey and he lifts his shirt sleeve up and he's got Cecil demented on his, on his yeah. arm and you're like that guy rules and then you're like Man, this guy's a fucking annoying prick. I need this guy to be out of here. And while Cecil V. the method's been shot, he's bleeding out. He stops his speech, grabs that guy, and throws him out of the room. Seriously. It's like I get that. Yeah. You have people that like want that. Not, I'm not. I'm not calling anyone out here or anything like that. But you have people that are like, "You're the movie guy. I'm on your side, man. Let me tell you all about these movies that I love." And it's like, all right, yeah, that's cool. Like that's that's. That's neat. We could totally yeah. talk about movie. Don't try to like be like. Don't try to impress me or like be buddy buddy because we yeah. have the same movie taste. Mm-hmm. Like we have, there has to be other things there. That's a good cat like jumping off point. And I've met a lot of people. I've made a lot of really cool friends because from that. Of that. Yeah, but I also meet people that are just like, oh, you like weird movies? Did you see the Batman? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, fucking drop dead. Paul <laughs> oh, like, Dano's weird, yeah, right? right? Right, oh my God. he was also in the Fablemans this year. Not weird. What's that? Yeah. I've never even heard of that. <laughs> that was in the movie theater too. Like, what? You know Quentin Tarantino? Yeah, I love his movies. Yeah, it's like <laughs> we, it, we, it's in our intro, folks. Yeah, no, I, I think that this movie is is great. It's an excellent commentary on on the way Hollywood is and the way that people like us tend to view movies and people that like movies and just the overall, 
I don't want to say stupidity of it all because there are like it is it is goofy, but it is so fun. And I want to make like I don't want to make a movie the way that they made a movie, but I would love to just get my buds together and be like, we're making this movie, and if we make any money off of it, this movie fucking sucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I would love to do something I, like that. I just think it, it's it's such a a love letter, I think, to what really inspired film in the first yeah, place. Yeah, for sure. Which, which is kind of what like funny enough like. I think that this movie I would put right up alongside and I'm, I'm thinking about maybe even making a list just because I've seen so many of these movies recently, but I would put it right up alongside, funny to say, The Fablemans, Babylon, like all these movies that are like reminiscing about yeah. Love Letters to Cinema. General. This is right up there. Agreed. Like, this is this is a great example. Like I I love it so much, and it does it in its own way, and it, and it does it in, in, in a fresh way, and it came out in 2000. So it's like it just shows that People have been doing this for a while, like making love letters to cinema. Yeah. Timeless. And yeah, and it's. it's, it's I was going to say, like, I felt like this past year was kind of like, it, I, I felt like it was a new thing. Like, we got. Same. We got Babylon, we got Fable Men, we also got yeah. Empire of Light. It was Light. like everyone was doing it, but yeah. then it's like, no, this is just. It's, it's already been done almost. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's already been done, and it's been done arguably just as well. You yeah. Know? If Before, not better. <laughs> if not better, it just yeah. depends on what you like, you know? And maybe, like, honestly, it might just be, like, a coming-of-age thing for directors. Like, once yeah. they reach that, like, milestone in their life, they're just really reflective about yeah. cinema like they just need to where, write their where own they've letter. come from. Yeah, and, like, it's they just want to they wanna meander around, like, what it means to, be, to, like, make a movie. Mulholland Drive, I think, is more of a dig than a reflection. But yeah, this, sure. But this, I feel like, is more of, like, especially... All the kids like showing their their like favorite directors on their arm, and then it's yeah. just like my name is like yeah. Petey or whatever. Yeah, right. it's like, I fucking love that, that that intro so much. But like I like I feel like that in Babylon and Fablemans, especially there there is that hate for the movies as well, like the the bad parts of uh, of the film right. industry. Right, for um, sure, for sure. That I think uh, David Lynch is also talking about, but in that hate for. Uh, the movie makers and the producers and the suits right there is that love that kind of like shines through that like you know at least we're making movies right right no I dude I 110% agree no, like yeah. that's that's what it's all about man like especially for David Lynch moving paintings yeah, <laughs> yeah. right <laughs> yeah. exactly and I think yeah. that if this is just like <laughs> Like at the end when when they're all getting arrested and like all the parents are there and all the parents are so lackadaisical yeah. about like they're just like, well, I guess that's that. Like their kids yeah. are getting killed or their kids are getting shot and arrested. Like none of them are like upset about it. And like they, they bring up like the parents at one point like your parents talk during movies. <laughs> it's like it's funny because it, it even digs at like a very different generation who did who's not taking movies seriously yeah, anymore. Right. And it, it I get it. I get that. I understand. Like, it's a different time and whatnot. It's just, it's interesting seeing, like, I, I can watch a movie with my parents, and my parents do that, where they, they talk about the movie, and I'm like, shut the fuck up. Just watch yeah, the movie. I get that. And, and don't ask, a, like, when people are like, let me ask a question about the movie. I'm like, are you still watching the movie? Well, yeah. Then shut the fuck up. The question will be answered. If you have a question <laughs> at the end of the movie, that's ask. True, that's true. Google it. Don't fucking sit here and ask questions during the movie while it's actively telling you the story. Now, I will say, I am a sucker for when we watch movies and we're, like... Yeah. And we're, like, commenting. That's different. But, but like, questioning is, like, okay, yes, 100%. Hold the questions until we see the whole movie and then we yeah. can we can talk about whatever. Yeah. Like, but, like, 
I love throwing out random shit like during a movie. Like, oh, I like that shot. Yeah, right. <laughs> <You're> like, yeah. <laughs> it's like we definitely talk during movies, especially at not at the home. theater though. Not at the theater. That's yeah, psychotic yeah, yeah. energy. The- theaters like that's I, psychopath I, people, moves. Bro, like, funny enough, it's like it's like a culture thing, bro. Some people are just raised to do that shit. Like, I know it's I, embarrassing. I, I don't know. I don't get it, but like whatever. That's it, one of the reasons why I hate going to Regal. People are like fucking. Apes in there. They're just yeah. like, I'm gonna talk in full volume during this movie. And it's like, who the fuck raised you? Were you yeah. dropped on like, your head people, as a fucking child? People like answer the phone. Well, like, yeah. Going, I'm like, who taught you to do that? You like, have no fucking that humanity in you. Who said that that's okay? That's like, why I like going to the Alamo. Yeah. Nobody, Bro, the Alamo. The, the like, Alamo will like tase you and beat you to death in a back alley yeah. if you speak during a movie, mm-hmm. which is what you deserve. You deserve to be yeah. killed in front of people if you speak during a movie in a movie theater. Something Cecil B. Demented would totally say. There you go. <laughs> he is you. I'm telling he you, I get you. it. I get the reference. He's I would never shoot anybody to make a movie, but like the thing, there are things where I'm like, no, I I do think that movies, mainstream movies, are bullshit. Like right now, at our local Regal Theater, they're still showing Avatar. It's been like three months. Move the fuck on. They're showing eighty for Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck? What the fuck what the is fuck? going on? Why the fuck is that there? Someone literally said that that was propaganda for the NFL, and I was like, <laughs> oh my god. Oof. There's just a bunch of bullshit that's playing now. Like, um, hold on. Let me. I want to let the viewers know what we have to. We there's still playing a man called Otto. Yeah, that's at the Dollar Theater, oh. too, so I don't know why that's there. Uh, they're showing, obviously, the new Ant Man movie. Yeah. Um, Mania. They were still title. showing Puss in Boots, and I mean, but that's a good movie. But it's been in the theater for like two months. Our now. theater right now is playing The Secret Life of Pets. That movie came out on DVD like a decade ago. They're oh, doing, yeah. of course, Regal's doing that weird like let's let's show you your favorite summer movies. And it's like, I hate that shit. It's February. Yeah. They're doing, and then James Cameron's got his re-release of The Titanic, yeah. which no! really enough, really enough, people keep being like, "That's a cult classic." I'm like, "Do you know what a okay. cult classic cult, is?" Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? movies that are considered highest grossing of all time fuck? are not cult classics. Yeah. No, yeah, it's like that's the antithesis of what cult means. You stupid like, fuckface. Yeah, like what the fuck? That would that that is apparently the third highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah. Replacing Way of Water because it was re-released. Yeah. Huge cult classic Same movie. fucker <laughs> made both movies, by the way. I don't Seriously. understand why. Like, I, everyone must be on the, this, this fucking bandwagon to just make James Cameron happy. Like, everybody just needs to see his movies for some reason. Every time he makes a new one, everyone's like, we gotta go see the they James just proved movie. That, they just proved that Jack and Rose could have sat on the door like James Cameron proved. James it. Cameron proved. It. I think at like a Way of Water shoot. Yeah, they did like, like a, it was like a tanks. Discovery Channel like event where yeah. they were like, like we're selling it right here because ever since I saw the movie, I'm like, this woman's a piece of shit. They definitely could have both been on that on that door, and everyone's like, no, they couldn't have. It's not scientifically possible, and it's like it's incredibly possible. It's, it's so a astoundingly door, possible. It's a piece of wood. Yeah, like I don't. And even if not, they could have alternated. They could have taken turns, whatever. Yeah. And so when they finally proved it, and James Cameron was wrong. There's so many things wrong with Titanic already that when you watch it it's like that is impossible that could not have happened that would not have happened and this I, this is going off on on a, on a total tangent here but like the thing about movies like this that that have, like titanic that that always offend me i guess offend me or just annoy me in general it's like this is like a historic tragedy yeah. in the middle of it, you're gonna put like the worst love story of all time i'm just like mm, come on man this is so fucked up and I hate that about Titanic. I hate that about Pearl Harbor on top of everything else that I hate about Pearl Harbor. Yeah. But 
I don't have any don't hate towards. Uh, I don't have any hate or animosity towards. Cecil be demented. Man knew how to make a movie. John Waters oh. knew how to make a movie. Cecil knew how to make a movie. I I loved this. I would totally watch whatever whatever was in the can at the end of at the end of this movie. Yeah, I think that I this too. is an absolute necessity for any anybody that wants to be a filmmaker needs yeah. to see this movie. You should it is, check it out. It is an absolute must. I think I think people who just love watching movies in general should should yeah. should eventually watch this movie. Yeah, I think they'll just they'll really enjoy it. Yeah, it's and it's low commitment. It's like ninety minutes. It's super a quick, quick watch. watch. Super yeah. fun. Super funny. Yep. I personally am giving this movie also giving this movie a five. I had nothing but a great time during this movie. Man, bro. Yeah, I love this movie. I'm gonna agree with you. I'm giving it a five. Hell like, yeah. I, five. I gave it a four, but I really might give it a five. You really can't think of anything bad with it. <laughs> I really can't. I loved every minute of it. That's my thing is like, it's even so though good. it's not like, I don't know. I, I, I would understand you giving it a four because it's not like the, the best technically made movie I've ever watched. Yeah, but it's sure. so funny. Yeah, and it's like, I don't think John Waters has ever been. I've never gotten that vibe as an outsider that like John Waters is like uh Denny or something like that where like he, uh, Denny Villeneuve. He, yeah, he's like he he's concerned with making his movie like the best looking thing ever. No. It's like there's no, so many shots in the movie that are just wildly out of focus. Yeah, yeah like but it doesn't matter. adds to it. Yeah. Yeah. It just adds to the chaos. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. This was this was a super fun watch. A super fun episode in general. For do, sure. Are we, do, do we want to talk about correlations still? I no. definitely like. I, I think that I stand by my correlation. That I think that both of these are just interesting, digs not attacks. Yeah, digs on Hollywood, and mm-hmm. the same story told from different different focal points. David Lynch right. kind of shows like the scary underground of it all, and John Waters still shows like the quote unquote scary underground. But in, 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 imagine if Angelo Badalamenti they did the the, the cappuccino scene in and Mulholland Drive, but instead of shit going bad. Cecil B. Demented shows up with, like, a fucking gun. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. And just goes insane in that Literally. moment. It would have been the same movie. It would have right. just been all the me like, okay, I'm sorry. You don't understand. We don't even make these decisions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just the movie theater manager. I don't just, I don't have any say in what gets played here. I didn't make the movie. Fuck your system. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man, I love this movie so much. I don't much. know what to say. Don't worry, you'll know what to say. You're, you're one of us now. I love that. <laughs> Look at the camera, we're going to take you dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so good. Oh, man. But thank you guys so much for listening. Where can people find us on Letterboxd? On Letterboxd, we're under Shot and Chaser Pod. Excellent. You can find us also on uh, Twitter. We are the Shot and the Chaser Podcast or at Shot Chaser Pod 22. We're also on Instagram at the Shot and the Chaser Pod. Um, we do have our Oscar nomination poll up yep. on Twitter right now. So go ahead and submit those. We don't know what the prize is going to be, um, but go ahead, get in on that. We've already had a couple submissions. That's been a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, what are we doing next week? Next week, we're having a special guest again, Nikki B. Yeah. Um, he's, he's coming on the show for the first time. And what we're going to be watching is his his shot is unknown yeah he won't tell us what the shot is so we don't don't know know. what that is but we do know that the chaser is the science of sleep which is a great movie so i'm pretty excited pretty excited to see how that all goes uh but until then i'm nick i'm matt i'm joey thank you guys so much and have a good night peace guys i fucking hate forrest gump (laughs) we are the ultimate bad review (laughs) the director's guild of america
wish I knew how to quit you.